and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Sean Bell. Hello. Matt Murray. Hello. And James Farley. Hello. There we go. You all right? The three of us, we were having some issues tonight with the recording. So if this all sounds fucked and weird and we're all out of sync and that, don't blame the editor, mate. Blame Virgin <laughs> Media. They're a total shit, by the way. Uh, also, there's four of us. There's also four of us, not three of us. No one said there was three of us, did they? Yeah, you, you did. did. Yeah. <laughs> what Jesus. did I say? You said the three of us. Yeah. Don't blame... I said the three of us. I'd love to know who, who in Dave's head he just erased. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Almost definitely James. <laughs> um, I, uh, the, the thing is, right, I am all over the place today. I don't know. I'm coming off the back of the best day ever, and I don't know how to deal with life at the moment. I really don't know how to deal with b- becoming a civilian. My my mum um, opened up a bottle of champagne uh <laughs> yesterday at a barbecue and I said I wouldn't drink it unless it was poured out by a Millwall player <laughs> that was how I was drinking my champagne on Saturday people that's how I was drinking my champagne on Saturday fuck me um yeah James what happened last week you gonna explain yourself or no I was just sick when I it's uh you know a bit ill sick was it yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm not even going to dig you out for it. I can't be bothered. I'm in too much of a good mood, to be honest with you, <laughs> other than the internet problems we've been having. I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood. Um, should we just get straight to it, then? Can do. Should we get to the feedback? Let's. Um, so, uh, a, couple, a few weeks ago, Dave uh, mentioned the Switch dock and the fact that he might just pick up a couple for the office, you know, just... <laughs> Why not? Easier, isn't it? Better. Uh, today, Nintendo have Well, no, I just, thought, I just thought, hey, it would be really nice to get a dock for the office so I could take the Switch to work, pop it in and play Mario Kart in my lunch break with a few people. Perfect. Yeah. Lovely, lovely old job. Um, I, 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 at the time, I did say, well, they're pretty expensive, but um, I, I, you know, I, I guess you just, you just didn't realise. But today, Nintendo have confirmed that they are £80 in the UK and they go on sale on the 23rd of June. So... That's eighty quid for. Oh, hold on, that sounds like. <laughs> Sean, are you not getting involved here? He's stepping on your turf, mate. <laughs> it sounds uh, like. To a be honest, I was. Like, I wasn't going to put this in the news because I didn't. Well, I didn't want the argument. I was just. <laughs> I was hoping we could just it, ignore it. But because we didn't mention it, like, well, but because I said they're pretty expensive, and you just glossed over it a few weeks ago. I just. What, are you still buying two for the office, Dave? Or. No, I'm absolutely not. We'll get to it. We'll talk about this now. No, but but Sean, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm not happy with you being the fucking newsman anymore, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. You sound like the Daily Fucking Mail. <laughs> oh, I like Nintendo. I don't want to slag them off, so I just want to put that to one side. I won't and I'd... put that in the news. Don't edit the news. <laughs> don't this... ever edit the I'm news. You Nintendo fanboy loving prick. So mm. the uh, Switch is the best-selling console in America two months in a row. It's a good console. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Nintendo the, taking the total fucking piss the, with the dock. It's the best console. Like, the total piss. I, I have no idea why they're pricing it at this. See, this I think th- it okay. is disgusting. But this is what I'm surprised about, Dave. I'm just, I was genuinely surprised that you were surprised that it was so expensive. <laughs> it's like everything Nintendo does is always expensive. You know, they always, you know, like a piece of plastic, it's bound to be like really, really expensive. I mean, look at the Pro Controller. No, it's hold like, on, hold on. This is becoming too much of a thing. Oh, it's Nintendo. You just, you know, that's what they do. No, I'm sorry. There's there's pricing their Joy-Cons at 70 quid where you think, well, we don't know what technology's in them. We don't know, you know, maybe they could justify, maybe this, that. This is a bit of plastic yeah. with a little bit not- of, like, with a connection 
dashboard in it. It's ridiculous. I mean, oh, no, it, I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I I'm would not be disputing. surprised I'm if it cost that. them over a pound to make. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm not disputing the fact that it's a complete ripoff and they should be ashamed of themselves. But this is what they do. It's, and it's like you should be expecting it. <laughs> not on this. Know. Not on this level, though, James. I mean, there's the joke of you know, oh yeah, they take the piss with things or whatever, and they do. We know Wait, that. This, this but is this a company. Is next level shit. Yeah, but this is a company that released like a handheld console without a power charger. You know, for it. I know. <laughs> that you had to pay I know. Extra for. I know. It's like, what do you expect? That is. James, that is not take. That's not the same level of piss taking. It that's is. Not it's the ridiculous. Same level. Like buying a machine is like you can't it, charge no, it's it. Not. Yeah, I, I, I think the 3ds thing is worse than this, and this is expensive, and yeah, idiots will will pay it. But like the fact, how can you, like launching a machine and having no charger in the box? That's. That's I mean, crazy. the the 3ds thing is definitely the 3ds thing is definitely more evil because that ruined a lot of Christmases. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Right, okay, but, you guys are idiots, right? Cause this, is an op- the, okay, yes. this is an optional <laughs> extra. It's not like yeah. nobody's forcing free- you to buy this. No, shut and up, it does come with the, free- the 3DS thing <laughs> yeah. was bullshit. Yeah. The 3DS thing was total bullshit. But at the end of the day, you could buy I went out and bought a 3DS charger. I'm not justifying it. I am not justifying what they did. That was a level of bullshit that we haven't seen from Nintendo before then, right? I went out the same day, bought a charger for £5 from Argos or wherever it was. Money bags. And if you have one laying about, whatever. This is a bit of plastic with a connection thing in it that they are literally... uh, uh, 80 pounds. I mean, genuinely, I do not believe that this, and when I say, oh, they probably make it for a pound, I'm over, I'm being generous with that. I reckon it costs them pennies to make, and it, it how, how can they fucking justify that in any way, shape, <laughs> do you or know, form? Do you know, the only it, way they could justify it is if the, you could get a standalone switch unit, handheld unit, without the dock for 200 pounds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's one thing. But the, the, I mean, I don't understand it from a business point of view either. Like, surely a good idea would be to get these docks fucking everywhere. Yeah. Stick them in every hotel room. Stick them in, like, I, I mean, make a deal with a TV company where the docks on the fucking back of the TV or some shit. I don't know. But surely they want the docks everywhere because the more place you see these docks, the more place the things people are going to go. Shit, yeah, I should get a Switch. You know what I mean? Like, because then you can use it on every TV you come across. Get, sell them for a fucking fiver. You still earn money out of it, you psychopaths. I, if they were, if they were ten quid, I'd have bought two by now. Easy. Fucking eighty quid. I mean, that is that is disgusting in my book. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I mean, when you said it on the podcast, mate, you said you muttered it um, while we were chatting about it last time. I didn't hear you during that conversation. And when I was editing it, I sent you a text message afterwards going, Matt, did I hear you right? Did you say that they were going to be, because you said 90 quid at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's, just, it's just still 80. But no, you said 90 quid at the time. I said, did I hear you right? And you said, yeah, that's how much they're going to sell them for. And I was like, I, I, I was shocked. I genuinely shocked. I can't remember. I thought, we had talked about that, I'm sure, on the show. But everyone on Twitter was like, you know, everything's so expensive. The docks are expensive in the U.S. I assumed you knew. Well, I knew. I knew that the. um, uh, I knew that you know the pads were expensive, and um, I I mean the only cheap thing they do is that little bit of plastic that slides onto a Joy-Con, right? That's that's like five quid, I think, seven quid, something like that. Mm. 
Um, no, that, that's I ninety-five pounds. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's just gone up. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, and I, I will never. No one could convince me that that's an acceptable price point in any way, shape, or form. It makes absolute the the things scratch the fuck out of the console in the first place. <laughs> I mean, that's that's bad enough. Maybe these ones don't. <laughs> For eighty pounds, like velvet the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the my, um, <laughs> my hope before the switch was launched that there was going to be a um, just a ton of like f- interesting docs coming out, mm. like third party docs. But by the sounds of it, so the, what, what is the dock? It's got two ports. Uh, well, it's got four ports. Is it? It's got two USB outputs. Yeah. Um, it's got a USB C input and it's got HDMI. Um, and I mean, I, like many people, assume that it was a simple conversion thing, but it seems like there's some sort of uh, chip in there that uh, recognises that it's a switch and is probably not available to f- uh, third-party companies. Am I right, or is there already well, the, the, alternative the, 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 There are third-party docs on Amazon. There's one for 20 quid that comes out uh, back end of May, so I think yeah. it's happening. Um, hopefully because i i want to see some interesting ones i want to see some people do some stylish stuff with the docks and stuff like that i just want to see i mean it's an option to sort of get something a little bit smarter than that that black bit of plastic i I don't hate the dock i just think oh my god how can you i I watched a lot of unboxing videos for the switch like as you do these days and i mean literally everyone was taking the thing out going oh yeah that's nice oh feel how cool that is to put that Joy-Con into the side of the screen and stuff. And, and then they pick up the dock and go, well, that's a bit flimsy and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that, that whole thing shocking. With, with scratching with the dock, though, that seems to have sort of died down now. Nobody seems to be talking about that anymore. You say that, I, um, you know, I, I was taking the, the smug stance of like, oh, well, maybe just treat it like it costs nearly £300 and you'd be all right. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I eventually bought a screen protector for mine thinking that I'd looked after the Switch. No, it's got fucking scratches on it. God knows what, how. On the protector? No, on, on the, sorry, but this is prior to putting the protector on. Um, I just, oh, I, it was shit. just the first so, time I'd had a proper look at the screen. I was like, oh shit, no, I am scratching it. So thank God I've. Well, just maybe look out. after it a bit, Sean, you know what I mean? Well, See, clearly. I wonder yeah, yeah. about that because, like, Rachel uses our one, like, all the time and she's yeah. jamming that in and out, like, you know, like, from the dock all the time. That was terrible. <laughs> Anyway, it's, it's like, <laughs> and like it looks, still looks fine, and I haven't got a protector on it. It's huh. um, but uh, it seems. To be Whoa, okay. James! Hello, really? Daredevil. You got whack one of them on. I mean, it'll give you a heart attack. It, it took me about eight attempts. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, I'm glad I got mine on simply because it just gets fucking moved about. I tried, but I just got annoyed, and I just I just couldn't be bothered. It's, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's, it, it takes a lot of patience to get those bad boys on, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Right. Okay, the next bit of follow-up is... Uh... <laughs> the bit of follow-up. That wasn't a bit of follow-up. I can't <laughs> believe you're taking the beat. And you're stepping on Sean's toes. you saying that you would happily buy a few for the office. Like the well, deck to be of honest, Matt, I'm quite glad you're stepping on his toes because now that I'm... Um, now that I've found out that Sean is editing the news <laughs> to make it more positive about nintendo i think we're gonna have to keep an eye on that yeah um so next, next <laughs> follow, um yeah. is is about is, is a subject that's annoyed me this week frankly um so we, we've got an email uh I'll, it's it's adam from stoke on trent i'm fairly sure uh, is it i've got his name out yeah um Anyway, it says, can I, can, before you read the email can i tell you the story of what like can i explain what happened on twitter beforehand yeah Someone 
sent me a message saying about your discussion with Donkey Kong doing the dab. Um, here's a picture of him doing the dab. And I, I also got a message from John Denton saying, no, he does do the dab. dab. Uh, you just got to see it. it's every 30 jumps or something. Um, and I was like, okay, all right, he does the dab. I was just questioning whether it was an official dab because it didn't look like a dab. Um, and then someone tweeted me and copied Matt in and I said, no, no, he's, I said, I want to get a young person that knows about this stuff to, to <laughs> confirm whether it's a dab or not. Not someone in their mid thirties trying to pretend to be young, aka Matthew Murray. And he was going, no, I know what, what did you say? I know what, what culture I, I just is. Said it's basically part of popular culture now. It's not like yeah, a 16 year old thing. Yeah, I know, but you don't really know about all that shit, do you? You're too old. So, um, read this email out. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear you read it. Uh, Hope James is back this week. He was sorely missed last week. Whatever. Um, he says he says he he's a teacher. Um, I absolutely love my job. Every day I get to work with awesome kids from 11 to 16 years old. And it's the most fun, rewarding job in the world. Friday this week, I discussed a very serious topic with a couple of classes. On the board, I showed a picture of Donkey Kong's celebration. In the interest of scientific fairness, we looked at other images to study the pose from different angles. The results from these younger hip kids, he says in inverted commas, was that no, it's not actually a dab. They say his Thank head you. should be under his arm more, whereas his fist on his head makes it unlikely that this is, in fact, a dab. I suppose there's a possibility that Nintendo couldn't do the exhaustive research I have and simply got the details wrong. But as of now, the case is closed. Well, Adam, it's not closed, because I'm fairly sure it is a dab. <laughs> right. Who are you going to trust? The people that invented it, a.k.a. children, or a 30, what, five-year-old man? 34. <laughs> Thirty-four-year-old like, man. Everyone's re- re- reported on, that, he, he, that he did a dab in the Wii U version. There's been there's loads of news stories, loads of YouTube videos. W- w- why would he suddenly not be doing it now? It, it, what's hilarious is that it's he- a different pose. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I'm if if a young person turns around and goes, "No, that is officially a dab," but I would young accept person, it. It just feels weird. <laughs> you know, why? We, we are old men. Like, oh, do you not realise that yet, Matt? <laughs> Have you not worked out that you're fucking old now, and and that you don't get to decide what's popular culture and what's not? <laughs> the the kids do, and you what look do you mean at the it kids? and you go, Dave, "We're only our thirties. <laughs> we're not like we're not dead yet. We're both dads. We're practically dead you, you, on the inside, the, sure, but." <laughs> you you sit there you look you look at what these kids are doing and you sort of just roll your eyes and tart a bit and then carry on with your life that's what you're supposed to do no. i guarantee matt's got a fidget spinner i can almost guarantee <laughs> he's got one i'm still young the one who said oh, i really want to get one of those fidget spinners and i was like they no, i said fidget cube i want a fidget cube yeah they're for the more boring Hang people on, they're not accepted what? by the kids what, what is a fidget spinner here he is <laughs> you're fucking kidding <laughs> I mean, I love you, James. You're acting your age. But, but still, I'm quite surprised because they were on fucking BBC News the other day and I thought you'd be all over that shit. Um, they're just these things that you spin in your fingers and kids love them. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, if these things crop up all the time, don't they? Loom bands and pogs and stickers. Um, you do often know about that stuff, Dave. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah, because the, the fidget spinners have been banned at my daughter's school. I remember now. Okay. Why? Banned at all schools. Yeah. Okay, let's get, banned this is at schools. Let's get on with this. Loom bands are banned at schools. Everything's banned British at schools. Bulldogs schools are banned shit. at schools. Right, let's move on. It's, it, I think it's a dab. Everyone else can fuck off. Um, John Denton <laughs> says, Donkey Kong does dab. It's only, free, only, only on a 360 spin. 
he also does a Hulk Hogan on normal boost jumps. Um, yeah, I mean, so the Hulk Hogan's the one that I'm thinking of. I see him spin, but I couldn't get a photo of it. So maybe there's further detective work required. He, he does on this a one. dab. Let's move on. Um, Adam late to the party eight two. For fuck's sake, the shit food banter has spread from midnight resistance to the computer game pod. Goddamn, Captain Toss. Um, Sean, yeah. have you noticed that when Matt is losing an argument, he just goes, let's move on, <laughs> now, now, let's move on. <laughs> no, that's like the thing was, Dave. Like, you said, oh, it's not a dab. And then you, like, you, you tweeted a picture of like the Paul Pogba, <laughs> Paul Pogba doing a, the dab. It looks exactly the fucking same. So, well, it so doesn't. It Look at does. it again. It basically maybe, does. Your, maybe your eyes are getting too, <laughs> too fuzzy in your old age, Matt. Possibly. Get them cataracts <laughs> sorted, mate. Yeah. What I'm saying is that when I want to move on on this show, it's I know because the conversation's getting boring and we need to move on. Matt, he's he's oh, I'm losing, but let's go. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's you must be saying something else. It's, it's clearly close enough to a dab for them to. It's a dab. Oh, um, who cares? Can we just? Yeah. Can we, can we move on? <laughs> James, James. Well, sorry, you don't get to make that call. You don't care about anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You don't even know what a fidget spinner was. Exactly, um, what a loser. Anyway. <laughs> what a square. <laughs> a loser um, for not knowing what a kid's toy is. <laughs> James, we're doing a podcast around kids' toys. Yes. <laughs> James, haven't you got about 40 Amiibo? <laughs> they're not mine, they're my daughter's. Oh, whatever. Bollocks, you brought them to my house to show me. <laughs> <laughs> Within like a pristine case. No, no, no. Touch from David. They're my daughter. Actually, actually, Princess Peach got broken this week. Did she? What were you doing with it? What were you doing with it, James? Got trodden the on. Thing was, uh, yeah. The thing was, the thing was, Sean, is that I mean, we've said this on the show before. Mm. James got got his amiibo out in front of my son. Yeah. One of them was Mario, and uh, James didn't have the heart to say that he couldn't touch it. But when <laughs> Harry was holding it, he was standing about half a foot away, just staring at him, <laughs> and just, okay, okay, that's uh, enough now. <laughs> You yeah. like, say that it. now, but like Mario doesn't even have his hands anymore now. Like my son ripped them <laughs> off. It's like they're, they're all in pieces. I, I I do not want to know what you get out to with your amiibo, James. Uh, go on, then, Matt. Uh, that, that's it for follow up. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod, or uh, you can email follow up to the Computer Game Show at gmail dot com. And thanks, Adam, for letting us know what the Ute have to say. Uh, Sean. <laughs> What we got in the news, mate? Destiny 2, gameplay reveal, and some other it's shit. It's a game. It's a computer it's game that's coming out, and it's got guns I in it. don't know anything about it. I haven't looked at anything. So, you know, um, obviously, I, you know from the previous trailers, it's about all the, the I can't remember the fucking names, the big lads come to comments. Earth. comments. Um, the big lads come to Earth, and they're taking over, and they destroy the city, and they kick you out. And you've lost connection to the light, Dave. You've lost your connection to the light. And it's going to oh, be... so you have to start again, do you? Yeah. From <laughs> they're resetting it. And there's, there they're go. like, oh, there's a bit where, you know, because you've lost your connection right, Sean, to the light. you're being a dickhead now, aren't you? You're being a dickhead. And I think you know you're being oh, a dickhead. I absolutely know because being a dickhead because I'm, I'm, I'm well up for this. It's just quite funny the way they were like, <laughs> yeah. they were like, oh, you know, and it's like really bad because when you lose your connection to the light, it's like you can barely even walk. It's like that will be a fucking 10 second bit in a mission that you'll never replay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I do. I, I wish they did come kind of like if they come out and just said, "Hi, yeah." So we were thinking about ways of um, get resetting you from zero. And how about you lose connection to the lines? <laughs> this will work. Yeah. Whatever. Um, uh, no. Now, they, so they showed. The um, they showed a bit of like what I assume is the opening mission where the tower's getting attacked, and I I thought it looked fucking brilliant. I assume you watched this as well, Matt. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought it looked great. Um, yeah. 
it, it, I mean, I, I like the fact they're sort of starting again um, mm. because it feels, it feels like they sort of have to uh, have to. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. This, this first mission, it, it looked it looked really good. Yeah, um, it was basically you know like when the Taken King came out and there was that first mission that was like, oh fuck, this is actually a bit cinematic. This is cool. Um, yeah, and all they did was have like one of the cabal <laughs> sort of crawl towards you on the floor. That was enough for us to go. Oh, this is different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, yeah, this is you know that. Um, but much better, basically. Um, cool. And you're like running about with, you know, characters that you've, you know, like NPCs that you see stood around in the, the tower and stuff. They're all running about and fighting and shouting at each other and stuff. And it, yeah, look proper good. Um, whether that, you know, carries through to like all the story missions or if that's just the opening one and the rest is the usual shit, who knows? Um, so they've introduced, there's some new subclasses. Um, it's a bit weird. They like so it's still the three main classes. So There's still the three main classes, up. and then but each one gets a new subclass, but it replaces an old one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so two right, of the old ones I'm are still hunter, there. Uh, do we know what the details are? Yeah, so the hunter uh, instead of the uh, so you know the the arc one, the electricity one, which gave you stealth and the arc blade and stuff. Um, that's now been replaced with this one where you get this like like electric staff that you can whiz around battering people with, which oh, kind of seems that nerdy. Yeah, it seems a lot like the arc blade power up, to be honest. But I'm I'm keen to find out more about it. Um, which one's the arc blade one? Is that the the with the bow and arrow one? No, that's the electricity lad with the. So when you do your your super, you have the little electric dagger and you just zip around hitting people which, which basically the new oh, one seems blade, to be dance blade or whatever it's called is that what it was called that blade, blade dance dancer. yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah 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 um so yeah i didn't pay much attention to the others because I'm, I'm a hunter so <laughs> um but it looks like the titan gets to get a new class where they have like a little shield but they can bash people around with it um and the warlock gets a one where they have a big sword made but, of fire and they can the, the thing with the, the, the titan is that there's no more bubbles bubble shields right yeah which is, is weird. confirmed that's, uh, well, that's yeah, because it replaces the yeah the void class, which is your, your bubble shield one. So no one really knows quite how that's going to work. Um, but it'll be interesting. See, so, oh, that's right. Sorry, yes, we do. Uh, each class now gets like a new like base ability that you always have. So the hunter now gets like a dodge roll. Um, I forget what warlock gets. They get like a heal ability or something. And titans can now always put like a little shield down. Um, so that's interesting. Um. And basically, yeah, I mean, like, to look at, didn't look any better, but then the yeah, original Destiny yeah, I was looked thinking great. That. It, it, didn't, but... it didn't look drastically different. I, I'm yeah. Not that I was expecting it. Um, mm. And maybe, you know, in the flesh it, it will be. Um, yeah. Because uh, one thing is that they confirm console versions are only 30 frames a second. Uh, PC I, yeah. 60 frames. <clears throat> I sort of knew the console... they'd do that because Bungie have always locked at 30 for whatever reason, um, yeah, but but if, even like PS PS4 Pro uh, one will, will will also be thirty frames. It, it will yeah. be four K, but it yeah. will also be thirty, which is a yeah a bit annoying. But there you go. Yeah, uh, new locations look pretty amazing. Um, they're all so there's the the European Dead Zone, which we saw a bit of in multiplayer maps in the first Destiny. That's now like your main main area. Apparently, it's fucking massive. It's like twice the size of any of the areas from Destiny One. That looks cool. Um, and then they're all like, other than that, they're all like weird moons of other planets. So you've got Titan and Nessus. I can't even remember what that's a moon of, but that's got all weird, nice trees and stuff on it. Um, and yeah, new areas look really cool, I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the planets look much more varied. Yeah, with yeah. one that, as Sean was saying, with the trees at school, got like red foliage and whatnot, and it yeah. feels like you're running around a forest. So yeah, the environments, at least on initial initial view, look much more varied. Um, it felt like there were more planets, at least initially, mm. um, than there was previously, which is cool. Um, one of the best things is that you don't have to go to orbit to switch planet. You can just switch, change yes. it from the menu. Yeah, I saw that. It was pretty cool. So, yeah. The uh, um, surprising think... how much of a big deal that will be once we're yeah. like in the end game. Because I mean, I didn't really mind popping in and out of orbit, but then all of a sudden it was, you know, when we were doing end game stuff, it was kind of like, oh my god, we got to go back to orbit again. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, that was a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, so they've added the main thing. They've added, I'll say the main thing. It's the, it's probably the most interesting addition. Is that so? They've added clans and they've added what they call guided games. So clans, pretty self-explanatory. You make a clan, you you know, do a little logo for it and a name and some text that sort of describes it. Um, the guided games things is basically. Um, so you, I don't know if ever you've, any of you are familiar with Destiny LFG, which was this kind yeah, of, of course, yeah. yeah, this like fan-made website where it was like you could find other people, like you know, so you'd go on it and people would be like, well, we need someone to do a raid, um, and you could, you know, it would allow you to sort of join them. Um, so that's now fully integrated in the game, and this is what they call this guided games thing. So basically, you can go on it. You're like, right, I'm on my own, but I want to do a strike or a raid or whatever. Um, you can find other people who are trying to do the same thing, but they're missing one or two people. Um, and the idea is that you can look at their sort of clan description, and if they look like a load of illiterate fucking bellends, then probably give them a swerve. But if they seem okay, um, then you know you'll get some idea whether or not you're going to get on with them. Um, not that being illiterate means you can't be a nice person. Just throw that in. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just all seems really cool. Like I don't think, like I know most of us are, you know, we like we've got a group to play with, but there have definitely been instances where we've had to bin something off because we were missing one or two people. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so if it's four I mean, of us and then we just need to get another two randoms into do a raid, then yeah, yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. Then fine. Um, and then you know they were saying on stage that like. Basically, there was only it's only something like fifty percent of all Destiny players ever even attempted a raid, um, which is shit. That's quite, see, that seems quite high to me. Do you reckon fifty percent? Well, yeah. I mean, what you had to go to to get yeah, to a point where you were actually able to do a raid, that seems quite high. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. But the, the yeah, I mean. Uh, the thing is, with with Destiny, and uh, there's going to be a lot of people listening now, if they haven't already fast forward, um, that, that aren't into Destiny. Trying to explain this stuff to them is um, quite hard to do because yeah. it all sounds like, uh, you know, not really that important. And even to me now, nothing that you're saying is really truly getting me excited. Mm-hmm. What is getting me excited is the fact that, you know, it's a whole new Destiny and, and the way I hit that game after Taken King come out. I mean, I enjoyed it anyway, but when the Taken King come out, it just went next level for me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm finding it a little bit daunting to think that I might be back in that zone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, remembering all the firefights we had, it was just some of the battles we had on that game are ju- just outstanding. And, and and we've said it time and time again, that, that first raid we did was probably one of the best gaming experiences of my life like the mm. the excitement of working through the day to go back to where we were the night before and, and and get a little bit further trying to work out all the puzzles and stuff it was just that was probably when i was 
deepest into it. Maybe maybe a little bit later than that when I was really trying trying to get all the exotics and stuff. Mm. Um, and then remembering the whole other side of it when I got completely addicted to the PV, PvP stuff later on down the line. Um, it's exciting, but I'm, I, I don't know if you guys are feeling the same. I'm a little bit kind of not wary of it, but a little bit, I don't know, I've been a little bit intimidated by it, I guess. Because I'm just kind of like, fuck me, I put a lot of hours yeah, into I'm that first game. Because I, I, I've had games where I've absolutely loved the first one and I've played for tons and tons of hours. And then when the sequel comes out, I just I just don't play it for whatever reason. Um, and I hope this isn't the case of this. I hope it, it, it gets me as bad as the first one did just because it was just, it was so good. Um, but I mean, uh, obviously a lot of us have dropped off Destiny, but haven't bothered recently. And I, you know, one would assume they're still doing events. They're still got like that same gameplay, but just none of us have been bothered, um, to, to play it. So I hope this is enough to drag everyone back in. I mean, I will say, I think, I, it, I think it will be. Yeah. I, I mean, it looked, it looked great, but I wasn't blown away. I don't know what I was expect. I don't know what they could have ever shown to blame away in all honesty. Loads of things, I feel like they are really great quality of life improvements. Yeah. Loads of things that can make things a lot easier, but, um, and I didn't really have any preconceptions about what they could potentially show that would totally change it and make me think, oh my God, this is the, you know, I'm, I'm so incredibly excited for this game. Um, they didn't show anything like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's more Destiny, which is great. And I'm definitely interested and I'm obviously, obviously definitely going to play it, but, I wasn't sat there with you know with my mind blown about what this what the sequel could be. It's weird because like because the first one when it you know when Taken King came out and it really took off it was like like it became like became such a long term thing for all of us I think and there's no way that a, you know a, sing, a single reveal event or some gameplay previews are ever going to explain like. Like, you know, oh, yeah, we played the new strike. It was pretty good. It's like, yeah, but can I do it 30 times over and still enjoy it? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> almost almost definitely you can. I, I, what, what, what I'm saying, what I'll say to you, Matt, is that the, the reason why you're not totally pumped for it after seeing stuff for it this week, I assume, is that the stuff you loved about Destiny, you can't do in a presentation. Yeah. You can't say, oh, here's this secret. <laughs> you know that you suddenly discover, or that you know you can't describe the the way that you build up your character and you improve every time, and mm. you know all that stuff. You can't put that in a presentation. You certainly can't talk about the end game uh, no. in a presentation like that. So mm. um, you've just got to have faith, I think. And I genuinely have a lot of faith that Bungie can pull this off because I think. I think they did learn a hell of a lot from Taken King. Um, I, they certainly must have learned how to deal with the open world side of the game. Um, I mean, you look at the Dreadnought compared to the other areas in that game, and it was it was just so yeah. above what the other areas were in terms of secrets and things to do in it. Um, and then, you know, we're all very aware that they've been working on this game for a long time because the, the, the content that came out after Taken King wasn't anywhere near up to par. Yeah. But mm. if that means that we're getting a Destiny 2 on the level of Taken King, then I've got nothing to worry about. I think it says I... a lot that Luke Smith is the game director now and he, he obviously, he directed um, uh, Taken King. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not sure who the previous, the previous person was who worked in it, but it, it, it feels it feels clear that, you know, Taken King was so good and changed a lot of things and, and now that's why Luke's, you know, 
sorting out the second one. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely pumped for that. Actually, just going on secrets, actually, Dave, some other things they mentioned, which I think are pretty cool, are there's this thing called adventures where um, other characters will send you on these little missions and they have new mechanics or new discoveries. But there's other things called lost sectors where they're basically hidden dungeons with a boss and bonus loot. Mm. A, lot, a lot of people are comparing these to things that you did in Diablo or maybe also WoW. But um, I mean, two games which I, I didn't play, but I like the idea that you, you can just go around the map and the, the map's much more detailed than the map tells you when there's going to be a public event you don't have to go to go to websites to work out where, when the next public event is you can see everything the map is really really detailed this time which is really good but yeah they've just the put idea... the public event timer in the game haven't they <laughs> yeah yeah which is handy because the amount of times i remember you know playing that game with a laptop in front of me and you know saying okay everyone we need to go to miles now because there's gonna be a public event this public event here and go to venus there so yeah it's good that that's now just brought into the game but the, these lost sets of things where there's like hidden dungeons uh, that's that sort of stuff which i i think i've mentioned um even about a game last week, you know, just exploring and finding some cool secret mission and the fact that these are... Yeah, and they, they, yeah, that, they that, had that. That excites me quite a lot, actually. They had that in Taken King, didn't they? There was uh, strikes where if you did certain things at certain times, a door would open and it would lead off to a different ending to that strike. Mm. Um, I want to see as much of that in this new game as possible. Um, but I think you're not going to get anything from these sort of previews and the, the, what they say at E3... That's not going to give you what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to have faith that Bungie have learned their lessons and that, and that they're bringing out a game filled with this shit. Yeah. Uh, the worrying thing, of course, is that this game's going to get reviewed. And if you remember when Destiny came out uh, and all of the content, no one was able to review it before it went live. Uh, so people were getting it the day it launched. So I'm a little bit worried about reviews being rushed to rush to press mm. and not really expressing that side of the game which is let's face it where 90 percent of your time will be is in the end game stuff um i i i'm just gonna go for it i think yeah and, it's, yeah, it's yeah, gonna so be great and and it's, it's, it's another destiny expansion if you think of it just like that there will be a really fucking good expansion uh, yeah, I'm, I'm it's, it's interesting as well like the so the clans and guided games and um like you say the, the public event timer on the map and stuff it's it's weirdly similar to what world of warcraft did in its early days and that they basically they put it out and it was kind of shit to begin with um but they allowed the community to modify the interface and stuff and they and the community built their own tools and then when blizzard saw like which ones were getting picked up and used a lot they went right okay we'll incorporate that and they just started nicking them and building them into the game. And that seems to be kind of what Bungie are doing with this. And fucking work for World of Warcraft, so... You, I assume you're going PS4 with it, Sean. You wouldn't go PC, no, would No, uh, I probably wasn't going to anyway. Um, but they have now confirmed that the PC version is coming a little bit later. Oh, they've confirmed that? Yeah, so... Um, oh, right, okay. So, F that. Basically, yeah. oh, they've also yeah. confirmed that the PC version is going to be coming out on Battle.net, which is Blizzard's platform. Um, which I mean, I saw everyone going nuts for that, saying, "Ah, oh, this is this legitimizes yeah. Destiny on the PC." What does that? Why is that a big deal? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> it's really like to, like to me as a sort of relatively casual PC guy. Um, like everything I do is on Steam. Like I have uh, Battle.net for basically for Hearthstone and nothing else. Um, but then you forget how fucking huge Overwatch is on PC, um, and Diablo, and World of Warcraft, and yeah, like it has got like 
basically just a, a few of the very biggest games on PC. So yeah, I guess that's a, a fine place for it to live. It's, it's just funny because yeah. you forget that Activision and Blizzard did like merge. <laughs> you know, they, they, they seem to have made a pretty good job of like keeping their identities pretty much separate. And then this happens. It's like, oh yeah, there's the same company. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. So there you go. That's how well they've kept it. And um, just for anyone complains, uh, th- there are actually only four planets in Destiny 2. I know earlier I said little, but there's lots <laughs> more, but there are just four, just like the original. Um, one of those is Earth, of, but it's a yeah, different one, one bit of when, Earth. One of them so I haven't mentioned actually, Dave, is that all multiplayer games are now getting reduced down to eight players, four and four, not, I think previously they were up to 12, oh, I six or six. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd heard that, yeah. I think I, I mean, can live I, with that. that I'm going to assume there's still like general sort of um, general death match, which is up to twelve players. Yeah. I would assume that's that. I wouldn't. I'm gonna assume that they're not gonna get rid of that. But yeah, and um, yeah, in other crucible game types where it's teams, it's four and four, which is weird. But that is weird, yeah. just because it was always useful. Like if you had, you know, if you had two mates on, and then a fourth one. Sorry, a fourth player, including you, showed up. Um, then you just be like, right, well, we can't do any campaign stuff, so let's hit the Crucible instead. But then if you've got five or six of you... Oh, mate, yeah, I, I, what, what a weird argument. I, do you, you could say that with any number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. You're just saying numbers. What, what if there's eight of you? <laughs> ah, fuck, I haven't got that many friends, Dave. That's not a, that's not a problem nah, for me. Of course I fucking haven't. <laughs> uh, right, okay, let's, let's move on. Right, that's so there was, best. Uh, there was another Nintendo Direct that did a load of stuff about ARMS. That looked really good. There's some weird modes in it and stuff. Um, but it was basically more sort of diving into the technicalities, so I wasn't going to really mention it as a news post. What I was going to mention... <laughs> So they're doing a special edition uh, Nintendo Switch release with Splatoon 2, uh, which has uh, neon green and neon pink Joy-Cons. Um, God, that looks rough. And there is also a um, Pro Controller um, with the same colours on it. Um, that has sold out, that pack. Um, but instead, guys, if you want to cheer yourselves up, you can go on the Japanese Nintendo store and you can buy just the cardboard box. <laughs> Uh, for three pounds seventy five, day one. Excellent. I'm pre-ordering. Like, you need what? to do oh, that, that and then get it on eBay. <laughs> make a fortune. <laughs> Pretend it's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, five um, hundred forty yen. You can have the the special edition uh, Splatoon two Switch bundle cardboard box. Uh, so yeah, get get that get that pre-ordered. I, I, Still... I must say that that pro controller with the fluorescent. Um, what do you call those bits? The the fluorescent oh, sort of handles, arms, and it, legs, it, arms, yeah, it, arms. It, it looks disgusting. It looks horrendous. Yeah, it does. It looks think? terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be all right with it, to be honest. Um, I'm not on board with that. I'll tell you what, I'm not convinced by arms yet. Still not convinced. I'm super interested. It just because a lot of people are hyped, like really hyped for it. Well, it's it really does, interesting I mean, to me, right? In that the more they've explained the technicalities of it, the more the fighting game communities got involved, and the more it puts me off a little bit. <laughs> Because there's, you know, there's there are plenty of very good fighting games um, that already exist. <laughs> what are and, you saying? And I can't be asked playing them because I hate that. I don't hate it, but I can't. I don't have time for that whole like hyper competitive frame counting shit, right? And that's if that's the problem, isn't it? Cause and if that's I where to... Arms is going, then good luck to yeah. it. But I don't know if I'm. I don't know if it's for me. So that's the problem because I used to like really enjoy playing stuff like Street Fighter, and then I heard, you know, but then. I'd never play it online or anything like that because it's just mm. horrible. It's just not fun, you know, like playing it like that. I don't know. 
the, the, the interesting about the, the control, map, yeah. the control system is weird because um, obviously you, the one of the early news stories is that you know you don't have to play it with motion controls and you can just play it, you know, to mm-hmm. handheld mode and whatnot. Um, but they've also said this week, uh, as a result of this direct, that actually you're not going to be able to do all the moves or not going to be able to finesse the moves. You're not going to be able to, like, uh, well, I there's wondered some this, elements, yeah, because they said that you won't be able to do when you just say got it in a pro controller. You have to sort of be able to twist your art, twist yeah. your hands for certain elements, uh, certain finesses of, of those moves. Yeah, because I when I when yeah, when they said you can just play it with buttons, I was like, well, hang on, isn't it all about like yes, you know, you can punch forwards and it will always auto aim at, at the other character, but it's all about not necessarily aiming straight for them and like swinging punches around at different angles and stuff, um, which is cool. But yeah, yeah, feels like. But should have put some GameCube triggers on it. Yeah, should have put some GameCube triggers on it. Yeah. Then none of that would be a problem. I um, I, I read the preview on Eurogamer and uh, it seemed really positive. Loads of people on Gaffer, you know, getting really excited about it. I'm not really into fighting games, but uh, I'm certainly interested to see see what it's about. Mm. Is it like purely, pretty much, multiplayer focused? Like, there's nothing. There's not the, like a big campaign or anything, is there either? Uh, I'm not sure there's a campaign. I, I, I know there's lots of like, training mini games and lots of things you can do on your own. It's not just, yeah. not just. I think I, yeah, there's I'm like not there's sure. shit tons of stuff to unlock as well. There's like yeah. all different gear and yeah, stuff. It's overwhelming. They kept saying, "And this you can do mm. this, you can do this." And there's like a volleyball mode. There's, <laughs> there's all sorts <laughs> that of mini games. one of the things they like. They were showing like how you, there's like thousands of different combinations. Yeah. And to be honest, for me, I looked at that and just thought. I can't be asked with all that. It's, it's, <laughs> you be negative, James. I, I don't believe it. Uh, what no, was it just cool, looks they, overwhelming. They yeah. they showed that you can um, basically you can tell it if you know if you want a multiplayer match, it'll just go right. Cool, we'll look for one. Do whatever you want in the meantime, so you can then just have a bodge on like a single player match or one of the mini games or whatever while it finds you a match. That was cool. I, I, I imagine being told. Hey, look, you can customize it. Look at the different options that you've got in this game. There's loads of options. Looking at that and going, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just when there's like an overwhelming amount of stuff to do and you're just like, oh, that's too much. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a neat scum. I also have a single player mode just called Grand Prix where you basically fight yeah. 10 op- opponents. So I think there will be single player oh, elements, right. but obviously it's very much geared towards uh, Mark. It doesn't, doesn't have a story. No, she's, she's well important. Mm. Um, That's a shame. Okay, cool. Next, next news item. Uh, another life is strange is in the works. Yes. They are doing this a new one. Thing. They haven't basically said nothing other than that. Um, it's the same team doing a new one, and that I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Chung, yeah. call it now. Same characters or new new set? Oh, I hope it's new. I don't think oh, it'll it work with the new, same surely. ones. Yeah, we said the same it's... for Walking Dead season one. And Walking Dead season <laughs> no, two, it's, pretty it's good It's got to well. be new, though, isn't it? Because it's got to be new because the like what happened at the end of that game. Like, how would you be able to sort of like you know branch that off? Because it's pretty conclusive. Like what happens? Yeah, it's a very binary yeah. uh, decision at the end as well. So... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could it could still follow. I mean, essentially, uh probably spoil it now a little bit can't i um the main character doesn't die so you could continue her story yeah i guess or you could look at it could be set in was it arcadia bay yeah. regardless of the character like i don't know what do you reckon set it uh, well, like, you, you play as someone else but in the same time period or something or it could oh, be the same characters different time period like yeah. way mm-hmm. earlier prequel not in the sequel who knows Oh God, it's going to be really interesting to see how they approach that because yeah. there's, I mean, you know, the, 
does this the person have powers at all? Do they have mm. the same powers? Do they have different powers? Is it set in the same place? Is it set with the same characters? Uh, yeah, um, it, it, that's a very very difficult one to approach. Yeah. And you're right that that series felt so unique. It really did. It felt really stand out and unique. And um, the feeling of that game, uh, you know. I don't know how they can either continue that or emulate it. Yeah. So maybe like, they do need to chuck everything in the bin and start again. Because even, like, do they stick with the whole photography motif? Because that was so integral no, to it. But, like, but it was, but it was so integral to Max as well. Like, it wasn't just... Exactly. Yeah. Everything yeah. that made so. Life is Strange so good was so integral to the characters and the story. And, mm. like, so if you... You can't do it again. So then what, what are you left with? I hope it's a new character and this time they're a DJ. <laughs> i'll play that yeah i'll play that um it'll be a podcaster guaranteed you heard it here first it'll be a podcaster and they'll think oh we'll get all the podcasters to talk about it because they're important just before we get to the next next news story one other thing from from the arms um directors they showed off the, oh, they showed we'll off the platoon single player campaign trailer and that looks fantastic yeah, really I mean, uh, the the campaign in Splatoon 1 um, was fucking excellent and not enough yeah, people even played it. Like, most people just sort of treated it as a chiefly a multiplayer thing. Um, but yeah, the campaign is wicked. And there's also a horde mode, isn't there, in Splatoon yes, 2? which I'm well up for. Yeah. Uh, right, last bit of news. Red Dead Redemption 2 has been knocked back to spring 2018. I actually forgot that it was meant to be out sooner than that. I I think, to me, it's always just been a spec on the horizon. I've never really... I don't know. Well, it's funny. We were talking about, um, in our group, we were talking about how um, good this year's been mm-hmm. and how it looks to continue to be that good. And um, someone listed a whole bunch of games that were coming out this year still to come out. And I was like, fuck, that is good. And don't forget Red Dead. And Matt was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's next year. <laughs> and lo and behold, today yeah. they announced it's next it, year. What's um, his source? <laughs> it's classic Rockstar. <laughs> it, it will come out in I mean, May, like all the other GTAs. And- yeah. <laughs> can't get angry with it when they, when they bring their games out they're always bangers yeah. so i'm happy to wait for it to be ready to be honest yeah with i mean 2017 is um, an incredible year i can i'm i'm happy to have an incredible game move to 2018 uh, yeah i'll tell you what as well looking at looking also, at these screenshots that like this could be the game that makes me get a ps4 pro really? like it looks well, I fucking say, ridiculous i mean this is the the first game that they've um began developing on these new systems yeah. isn't yeah. it so, and they always seem to get an incredible amount out of the hardware. Mm. Um, they've got the money to do that. And, um, I, I, I can't wait to see how this game looks because I think it's going to blow our balls off. Yeah. yeah there's, it's there's, still, uh, like, I have all these new screenshots, as Sean just mentioned, to, to, yeah. to coincide with this delay. And yeah, it looks, it looks good. It looks so, so good. Yeah. It's so weird when you remember how much money Rockstar have. Like, you know, like in, you know, previous episodes, we sort of mentioned, you know, uh, like the charts each week and like, oh yeah, such and such has sold. And it's like, oh, and there's GTA five still at number three. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And then that's not, that, that, that's not even the only source of income. Yeah. It's probably the lowest source of income <laughs> because people still plowing things into hats in their GTA online. Yeah. It's, it's a beast. They are extremely rich developers <laughs> so um i can't wait to see what they you're right i'll just look at these screenshots out. these are incredible yes yeah, this, this it really looks really good ah. it's a shame but maybe it's, it's a shame that so it's what, what's a shame why is it a shame james no no it's a shame that it's not coming out yet it's okay. you know it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be worth the wait ah <laughs> oh, it looks brilliant and your exact quote after that was it's a shame i mean 
Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hate all games, David. It's uh, yeah. If something looks good, fi- it makes me hate it. We're know? slowly finding that out, James. Not we're slowly working <laughs> that out. I like typewriter. Right. That was great. It's, uh, we'll know. get on to that. <laughs> Boring as shit. Oh shit! Let's start with that then. That's a good segue, right? What have we been playing now? We mentioned last week that both Matt and Sean had been playing Type Rider, mm. and they were holding their opinions back for today. Don't let me so down. So should we go straight Sean, there? Don't let me down, please. Sean, you start. <laughs> well, if uh, if you'll allow me to just park myself on this fence here, um, right? So I I do think the whole you know uh, oh, for fuck. the typography thing. I do I did find that really interesting. No, you didn't. No, I did. I, I really Fuck liked off. it. However, however, Bollocks. Dave, I do think the way it's implemented in the game is a little bit clumsy, and you yeah. do spend more time reading than you do actually playing the fucking thing. Yeah, I thought that. They could have implemented it within the gameplay, not just, okay, you've learned about this, now read this PDF on screen, <laughs> which is basically <laughs> yeah, what it is. I would have, you know, if that was in the background, it could have been done much more sort of abstract, much more artistically. And I mean, I, I thought it was also interesting, but it does feel a bit like, oh, a bit laborious. Did, what, what did you think was interesting? Oh, don't I, I, start this, David. No, <laughs> this is no, ridiculous. No, no, like, no, right, what do you, I'll tell what you, exactly do you think what's... is interesting about learning about something? It's a ridiculous <laughs> I tell, question. I tell you exactly. I tell you exactly why I'm asking that because I know Sean and Matt, and I know that they're just pretending to <laughs> be interested to try and sound intelligent. Oh, no, oh I, right. I am intelligent. I like font. No, I just I just found it really interesting when you um when no, it you sort didn't. of talks about it's just really fascinating the way that it's not, not only the sort of the societal but the technological reasons for written language <laughs> exactly. being controlled the way it has and how that's affected Boring society. <laughs> and when you consider like especially viewed through like you know, like currently we've got an election on there's all these accusations that you know, information and communication is now being manipulated to the extent that people are being so hugely misled. But then it's like, well, hang on a minute. Like a thousand years ago, it was only the church that could even write stuff. Yeah. No, oh, fuck, no one mate. else <laughs> even had that Jesus ability. And it's Christ. just like, I don't know. Thinking, I say a thousand years ago, that's probably wrong. And I've just embarrassed myself and written, <laughs> revealed that I wasn't really paying ago, attention. It was only the church. <laughs> Check up your PDF. You know how Matt was saying, oh, you know, uh, it, it feels like it's a PDF, you know, just slug at you. James last week said, oh, they were beautifully rendered in these binded books at oh, the start. Just... <laughs> I know. I, I thought that dickhead. bit was all like, Encyclopedia Britannica, you know, it's like a three D, three D rendered that's book what opening I said. up. I thought it looked that's nice. What I said. Oh. It looked nice. I, I thought the gameplay was really fun. So you, you're these two. Are, are you ellipses? I guess James. No, you're a colon. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, anyway, um, of course, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, 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 out, boys, don't get, don't fall out over this. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what, James? You're a fucking colon. Um, yeah, so you're 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 these two you're these two circles. Now, it, was, it was satisfying to bounce around the environment as them as them two. I thought that was fun. Was it though, Matt? Honestly, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, like, honest, yeah, I thought it was a, it's a perfectly enjoyable platformer, and the subject matter is wow. really interesting. It's just the combination of the two I felt was a bit clumsy. That's all. Didn't you find that the obstacles were just like? It didn't even seem that. I mean, James said it himself. He said, that, you know, it was a very easy game. It wasn't too taxing. Yeah. And I just found that, like, oh, man, do something with me then. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was... Where's the guns? Where's the guns? <laughs> oh, shut up. What, like what, what, what's yeah. that? You, you against shooty bang bangs, James. Oh. Put James on the shooty bang bang list, Matt. Okay, He's so on the shooty bang bang list now. Is that a list of people There's you are two... going to shooty bang bang? 
Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> the list of people who are fucking boring pricks who call shooting games shooty bang bang. Shooty At the moment, there's two bang. names on it. There's <laughs> Sean Bell and James Farley on that fucking list. Uh, don't don't play it. Has anyone got anything else to say about this game? I ain't saying Good. anything about it because it's, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, James, what else have you been playing? Um, I've played two games mostly this week. I've played Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, finally. That's a good game now we're talking. <laughs> it's got guns in it, isn't it? Right? And it's got game. guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Sean. Not on this one. They've smartened it up. <laughs> don't, don't go to that level, mate. Fucking disgrace. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go in massive depth about this because obviously it's it's been out quite a long time. But I know because I, I went straight into this after <laughs> Uncharted 3. Yeah. And although this doesn't feel quite as fun as that does, if you sort of mean. It's like tone because it's like it's really serious. This game, like by comparison to like, Uncharted. oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot less playful. I mean, the um, Tomb Raider reboot as well was was like just a woman going through hell. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was a nightmare. Um, yeah, but no, I did. Yeah, I, I had that same thing again with this. You know, like you start to cringe with the screams and everything that goes on. It's yeah, just like, oh. yeah, it gets a bit much. They definitely toned it down in this one over the first one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. There was... If you remember the first one with the spikes through the heads and yeah. swimming through the river of skulls and stuff like that, it was like a bit much. Um, but yeah, this general, one they turned it down a little bit. The com- the combat though is like so much better than like Uncharted. Like so much oh, God, better. Yeah. It's like unbelievably yeah. better. Like to the fact where you know I actually enjoy encounters because you're just like thinking because you can do it in such so much more sort of like creative way of like you know rather than you know there's look there's lots of waist high level things I'm just gonna hide behind yeah, you exactly. and shoot it's um that that's certainly not better and also traversal I found I find more fun than in Uncharted as well like as in you know, yeah, the, the first three it's, it's it's so much better and it looks amazing it's um yeah it still looks fantastic but then you said that you think Uncharted four is you think I'd change my mind if I played that. Probably. I, I don't think you'd change your mind. I think it's still a stunning looking game, but Uncharted 4 was like, come out and it was like, whoa, no, actually, this is incredible, like proper next level looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, the story's better in Uncharted 4, uh, but the. But the, com- you know, the, the, you combat say, the still climbing and combat. Uncharted combat. It is, it is. And I mean, it does it, have some it, new additions. Uh, which is it nice. does, and and it does it does a lot to try and get you to be a little bit more playful with the combat, like uh, the swinging and stuff like that. If you're a little bit more adventurous with that uh, with that stuff, you can really create some good moments. Um, however, uh, the Tomb Raider just nails that third person combat. It's so good with it. That whole um, you know uh, cover mechanic where you're not actually snapping into cover, you're just moving up close to it and stuff. It felt so natural in the Tomb Raider game. Yeah. What I love about Tomb Raider games is that. If you find a weapon you love, you can just keep with that for the rest of the game. It's not like, okay, you've got the pistol, then the machine gun, then this. Like, I, I played loads of that game with just the bow, just because the bow was yeah, so same. satisfying. It's so fun to, to find. See, Obviously, you can upgrade those. So I love the fact you're not, you don't have to just keep upgrading to get bigger and bigger weapons. You can just find one you like, upgrade it, and then play the rest of the game with that weapon. I mean, I've, I've also really enjoyed just like, you know, like the hand-to-hand combat. You know, just, I've been using that all the time. You know, like sneaking up on I, people. I didn't. And uh, yeah, doing that, I found that. Like, yeah, the really stealth effective. stuff was the stealth stuff's pretty good. I didn't really like it when you were suddenly surrounded by people and you used had to use that stuff, and it was like, oh shit, I don't really know what I'm doing. But I didn't really use it that much to 
to sort of get the hang of it. So but maybe like, that was the problem. Because in Uncharted 3, they did that, you know, like they introduced that a lot. Like there was a lot of sort of like quick time kind of fighting going on. That's and right. Yeah, I, yeah. I really didn't enjoy that that much. It felt really sort of like clumsy. So the only thing that I do kind of miss about this compared with Uncharted is sort of traveling to different environments. I mean, is this also similar to the first one, as in just set on one island, or do you get to go other places? Can you remember? Yeah, I mean, it does. No, you do go about two thirds into the game. You go somewhere else, but um, I thought it was varied enough. Mm -hmm. It was certainly more varied than the first one. Um, but yeah, nowhere near as varied as it is in Uncharted. And and if you liked that stuff in Uncharted games, then Uncharted 4 will blow you away because some of the settings that you go to, it's incredible. I mean, there's a whole level in the in Scotland that is just like, unlike anything you've played in, in one of these games because it just feels like a, you know, some, you know, Scottish grassy terrain with little ruins everywhere. It's, it's really clever how it does, how it changes that up in Uncharted 4. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're both two games with standout, because they come out around the same time and they both had these sort of standout moments and feelings and uh, parts of the game. But neither of them really, uh, you know, both of them had problems. I think the story in, in um, Rise of Tomb Raider is a bit shit. Um, but, uh, and the story in Uncharted was incredible. Uncharted 4 was incredible. And, and uh, But it was, in terms of actual gameplay, I far preferred the Tomb Raider games over the Uncharted games, no doubt. It's just, and also it just feels like so polished as well. Like, so just well presented. You know, it's, uh, I really am enjoying it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to finish it. Someone sent me a message uh, on, I think it was on Discord, saying, um, oh, yeah, I've just seen James is playing um, <laughs> Rise of the Tomb Raider. Apparently you can get that in, you could trade that in at CEX for £5 now. <laughs> and I nearly it's cried. Worth it. It's worth it. It's definitely worth a fiver. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's safe to assume mate. that there's going to be a new Tomb Raider announced at E3, right? There's that famous uh, leak on the on the subway where some guy's yeah. peering and saw like, a PowerPoint presentation of a new Tomb Raider game. So I'll be interested to see yeah. what the third one is. Yeah, I'd coming. imagine probably not going to be an Xbox exclusive this time. You know, like for a long period <laughs> yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I uh, hope it's. I hope they make a few changes this time. It was good to have more of the same with Rise of Tomb Raider. Uh, I think I need it to to do more this time out. You know, and um, I think there's is there a longer gap between the first one and the last, uh, like Tomb Raider the reboot and. And Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think there was a, yeah, that would it would probably be a longer gap. So hopefully that they've they've introduced some new stuff and they're actually playing with it a little bit more rather than just uh, settling on what they've got. Because mm -hmm. I want to, I you know, I want to see it grow a little bit now. Um, yeah, good game. What else, James? Okay, so yeah, I've been playing uh, Kamiko, which is a Switch game. What's that? Well, it's a Switch game, Switch but game. it's like a. I think it's an like indie game, but it's made by Fly High Works. Which is like a Japanese like outfit, and um, I don't because you Matt you've spoken about it before. Like um, you, you I, I it, spoke I that it was out. Um, you played it, didn't you, Sean? Uh, no, I haven't played it. It was just one that I was. Uh, we had it. Uh, someone was asking us. There might have been Dave who just said like, have any of you actually downloaded stuff from other regions on the Switch? And this this was one that was available in the Japanese eShop um quite early and had English options. So it was one that a mm -hmm. lot of people were picking up. So yeah, we just sort of mentioned it. In that context, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, see, I've been looking for something else to play on Switch until like Splatoon comes out, and this is cheap. I mean, it's only about, I think it's it's just under five quid. 
And although I don't, I don't really like the art style that much, I still thought I'd kind of give it a go. But it really, really reminds me of... Sean, do you know Mage Gauntlet? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. By Rocket Cat. Yeah, know, that it was. I really enjoyed it. It came out a couple of it was a couple of years ago, like on iOS and Android, mm. presumably. And it, it really kind of reminds me of that. It's it's a very mm. sort of similar kind of style. I mean, what happens is there are there's three characters that you choose from, all of them female. Uh, you basically got like the girl with the big sword, one with a bow and arrow, and another with a, another with a sword and shield that she sort of throws. And there's only four levels though, and the objective in each each level is to unlock these four gates, so that then you go and face like a boss. To unlock the gates, you just have to solve sort of simple puzzles and uh, sort of fight, you know, sort of monsters as you're sort of going through. But then as you're fighting the monsters, you get like, um, it sort of builds up like your attack and then you can do like sort of, you know, super moves and stuff like that. And I mean, my first run through the game took about an hour and a half. Like I, I finished it in about an hour and a half. And then, but the whole point seems to be that then you go back and you play it again with one of the other characters because, because the, each of the characters has like a different kind of form of attack. It does slightly change the way that you play, and which makes it kind of a bit more interesting. But it seems to have been designed for speedrunning. Like this seems to be the mm. point of it because I mean, by the the third time because I finished it three times, and like the third time I finished it in under thirty minutes. Like you could do it because I, it's it's not like a roguelike. Like the levels are the same every single time, so you figure out like how to do it like quite quickly, and then you can really run through it like fast. I mean, I I don't know. I think it's probably worth the like the fiver I paid for it, but there's not really much there and it's one of those games where it feels like there's a lot of potential for this to be sort of expanded and you know like more levels that kind of thing but it's been sort of you know put out sort of cheaply but it's 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 quite fun i mean i'd, I'd pay five quid for it yeah it, it looked really nice, nice but um mm. yeah it, it, it didn't do enough for me but i, I heard loads of people talking about it in quite glowing terms on twitter yeah mm. it's it's nice i mean it's not amazing or anything but for a fiver, it's worth a go. I mean, it does feel a bit like an iOS game or like Android game. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't really feel like a sort of a console like quality game, but it's still yeah, it's good for the cash. The soundtrack is really nice as well. It's it's a good game. Does it offer any advantages over a Switch and rather than buying it on like a, a home console? Uh, just moving it around, I guess, is the only thing. It's the you know, it's just the fact that you can do that. I mean, this is the other thing that I just I really wish that I had more games for my Switch because I just I king love that console like the fact that you can do that every time i do it it still feels not like magic but it still feels fantastic and i just wish yeah. that everything i had was on this machine because it really is just so much more convenient i mean as i said before i've used i use remote play a lot like with vita but mm. it's still not the same because you've still got to like switch the ps4 on you've got to connect you know there's all that sort of hassle whereas this just feels so much more sort of like seamless and just you know there's like no friction there at all and you know i just oh, i just wish there was more games on there and I mean, this is why I'm really hoping that FIFA is going to be good. Like when the, that comes out, and it's going to be like a good version of it, because that would be brilliant, you know, for me. Like just to be able to be able to pick that up and play. So, it whenever. so if FIFA is is half decent, you you would rather buy it on Switch, where it obviously won't look as good as you know PS4 and Xbox versions. You'd rather buy it on Switch just for the portability aspect, would you? Probably, yeah. I mean, it would depend though on on what modes it's got. Like if it's got like career mode and all that, you know, like the journey and stuff like that. I probably would be interested on in that. If it's if I mean. I don't really see, like, the downgrades, like, visually, I can't see that it would be, like, absolutely, you know, sort of huge compared with, like, PS4 and stuff. I mean, what do you think, Dave? I mean, do you think... No, I, th I think it'd be very noticeable, but not to the point where you kind of think, oh, no, fuck this, there's no way I could play this. Like, it ain't going to look like a 360 game, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't think it's going to look anywhere near as good because uh, you forget the amount of stuff that's going on in the background yeah, in those true. games. Yeah. Um, 
and and yeah, I think it'll be missing you know, a lot of that sort of shit. But uh, if you're playing it on a smaller screen, then that doesn't really matter quite so much. You know, it's not. No, no, you're absolutely right. But then you've also got to remember that this is EA doing it, and when yeah. it comes to things like this, that they they will go very. Uh, they won't go full in with the development of the the Switch version because you know they're a business yeah. and they don't want to invest too much into it without knowing how much they're going to get back. But 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 they went, uh, but so they yeah. went full in with the Wii or Wii U version, didn't they? Where it had its own no, control system and whatnot. Well, well the the, the, Wii U, the Wii version, the Wii U version of, of FIFA was not okay, that great. It, I mean, it was the last was one was FIFA version. thirteen. And no, no, because they, with the Wii version, they like they tried. Yeah, they did try to make like a. Alternative version of FIFA, didn't they? It was like, um, oh yeah, yeah, they made it, they made it cartoony yeah. with motion controls. And it was, it was crap, ridiculous. But no one bought it, and it was like yeah, no one cared. And like the the Wii U version was just basically a port of the 360 one, from what I remember. It That's was, the yeah. only thing that worries me about the Switch because I was thinking about it exactly the same way, uh, James. Like I want as many games out for this as possible because I get more game time on the Switch than yeah. any other console. Um, I like using it. I think it's a cracking console. I wonder how long it's going to be before its limitations start to show up and you kind of think, I'd love to play this game on a Switch, but I clearly can't. Um, And with the other consoles getting more and more powerful, you know, with the PS4 Pro, when that comes down in price and people start getting those, and when Scorpio Scorpio comes out, um, that is going to put a bigger gap between the Switch and the other consoles. There is that, but I really think the portability makes a huge difference. Like, for me anyway. I know for other people, I mean, I play, to be honest, the majority of my gaming is done like on portable machines now. I, I don't really sit down in front of my TV and play games that much anymore. And I don't really care quite so much about like the visual fidelity because of that, because I'm playing them on smaller screens. But I, I am totally aware that that's just me being weird, because I know that like most people... No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I, 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 even when Joe was out like last week and I come home and I was playing my Switch in handheld mode on the sofa because I had my headphones plugged into it yeah. and, you know, it just felt like a better better way to play the game I was playing. But um, uh, I just, I, I, I don't think it's much of a, uh, like I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, no, the graphics are going to be slightly better on PS4. I want it on that. I'm thinking that devs are going to put out shit versions of their games on Switch because they, they haven't got the time to downgrade it that much, mm. so it runs on that machine. You know, uh, that's the concern. That's what worries me. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. That's not an argument for now, is it? It's for later. Yeah. All right. Okay. Is that you done? Yeah, it's me done. Yeah. Um, just cool. for uh, I mean, I presume none of, no, you haven't downloaded the, the Disgaea Five demo that's on Switch now. No, I just I've, I, I, I've it downloaded really it. Interest me, but not played it yet. Yeah, I started playing it this morning. It looks uh, it it's pretty it's pretty different. I, I I thought it'd be like a quite a serious JRPG, but actually it's it's a complete opposite. But, uh... Oh yeah, it's not. Oh yeah, Sean, yeah. I was going to ask you, you: Have you played I Am Setsuna? Uh, I have, yeah, played a bit of it, yeah. Is it good or not? It is. Um, I the the battle system just started to do me in a bit. Um, it has that sort of like it's a very unapologetically old school jrpg in that um there are save points you have to find save points in it um for one thing and um yeah the the battles it's like you'll be running around and then you'll bump into a fucking rabbit or something and then it's like going into a battle and that's really tries my patience like i was really hoping that um like if I could get on with it, um, it was like, fuck, this might be the machine that I can actually play and enjoy JRPGs on. 
Um, but no, it still tested my patience. I mean, if you're okay with that stuff, uh, it is really wonderful. Um, the battle system is basically straight out of Chrono Trigger. Um, the music's beautiful. And just the the idea behind the story is really interesting as well. Um, yeah, see, I'm I'm not okay with random battles. Yeah. They're, they're not random. Like the enemy, like the enemies are just sort of sauntering about, and then you you bump into them or they bump into you, and then the battle starts. But but you can't really avoid most of them. I don't think. Yeah, plus plus like you sort of Dragon's like quest. yeah, like if you do start avoiding them, and you're sort of thinking, ah, oh, but I'm probably supposed to be leveling up, and I'm going to get to a boss, and I'm not going to be able to do it. And... Yeah, I see. I never understand though, like why people think this is a good game mechanic. I just really don't. Like mm. just doing the same thing over and over again for like hours. I just don't understand how that's fun. Yeah, like if, the, if those Destiny battles... two come in twenty seventeen, <laughs> <laughs> um, like if those battles felt you know interesting and different, and you had to actually make decisions, you know. <laughs> that impacted anything, then it might be all right. But it's yeah. a shoot just like, oh, it's some basic enemies. Everyone just attack, 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 attack. Oh, we won. It's Carry like, on. I mean, do you remember like before you used to get people that were like, I figured out how to like level up my characters by going to this point, And then I just put a book down on this, on this button and it just <laughs> yeah. keeps doing it. And you're like, well, why would you like, why is that fun? Yeah. So <laughs> well, the game's shit then, isn't it? If that's, yeah. <laughs> if that's a better way to enjoy it is to not fucking play it, then. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Again, someone me. did that in Destiny where they put a rubber band around the the fire they trigger. Turn <laughs> uh, so it. Yeah. Um. Uh, right. Okay. So let me get my stuff done. Um. I was playing Future Unfolding on the PS4. That came out on the PS4 this week. Uh, it was the game we were talking about a little while ago uh, that I played through and absolutely adored. Gave it a ten. I stand by that. I absolutely adore that game and, and, and going back into it just mate uh, what a feeling that was um, yeah it felt completely fresh because as you know it's um, procedurally generated to the point where even on your first playthrough you won't be able to see everything because some of the stuff is just in there and some of it isn't for, for you know depending on how the, ro- the, the roll of the dice goes um, but yeah, the, the the music, the the visuals, everything just come back to me, like flooding back to me. And I was, I was streaming it, uh, and within five minutes of starting my stream, I just went silent, mouth open, just like gazing at this game again because it's just so good. It's so good, and I think I've learned a lot about um, how much of my opinions on that game is subjective. Uh, there's a lot of people that have tried it and said. I really don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm I'm not feeling it. I don't get it. Um, and I guess that's. I mean, when people are saying that, I'm I'm looking at that and going, but that's why I like it so much. You know, that that is why I loved it because everything I did in that game, I had to work out. I had no idea what was going on. And and you're sitting there, and the the best bits of that game is when you go, oh right, so that does that, which means I I can do this now and get past this. Um. That is that is what I loved about that game, and to see people not enjoying that sort of really confused me. But I guess that's just you know something that people don't like, and that's maybe why people aren't loving it as much as I am. Um, but then you know, alternatively, I've seen people saying, "No, this is fucking fantastic. I love it. I'm loving every second of it." And uh, I just yeah, it's out now. PS4. Uh, it was £12 last time I looked. I think that might have been a launch special, though, so you might have missed that. Uh, but even if it's 15 quid, you, you, you should really try that game. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, an incredible because... game. I was really hoping it will blow up on PS4. But, uh, but yeah, 
people need to try it's it. It's been disappointingly quiet, um, and I I find that shocking because I just think for the amount of, I don't know if people aren't reviewing it or what, but I can't. I mean, eight for me is a pure ten. Like I cannot. Like I, the the way it affected me, like emotionally and uh, how much I enjoyed doing the puzzles in that game. I, I, it blew me away and, and f- for like it not to be reviewed in some places, I'm kind of like, holy shit, man. Is that like, for me, it's a stone cold classic and it's just being ignored. Uh, and it kills me. So yeah, I mean, if you were one of those people that said to me, oh, I'll wait for the PS4 version, fucking buy it. Cause I'd love to hear what you think of it. Um, especially towards the end. I'd love to know, um, like what you took away from it because there's still loads that I want to talk about with that game. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, towards the end of the year replaying it because obviously we go do our game of the year stuff. And typically in, in years past, when I thought about games, game of the year, I've just remembered, oh yeah, The Witness was good, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I really feel like I need to replay this game in November, December, so I have a fresh view of of that game, and it wasn't just me caught up in the moment, and I can. I, can I can't wait that. for you to try it again because I wonder if you have the same experience as I did because I uh, started off, the dude was sitting down in the forest. I got up, I started walking around, all those noises happened again. <laughs> you know, all the little <laughs> tings and the violins kicking off and, and I was just like, whoa, I'm back here again. You know, I am back in this like sort of weird feeling just in a trance for a little bit and then turn it off and go whoa what the fuck did i just do jesus uh mate that game too good too good i want to hear from more people that love it as much as i do because uh i want to talk to them a lot about things that happen and yeah things that happen in the game i never forget the emails we were sending back and forth while we were playing it man. yeah it was, uh, especially yeah, about that and about the ending yeah absolutely um right okay so uh i've also been playing thumper which came out on the switch this week um now, Fumba came out last year, right, on yeah. PS4? Mm-hmm. And PC. Um, did it... Sorry? PC as well. Did it come out on Xbox? I have no idea. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so, no. So, if you don't remember, Fumper's a rhythm action game where you control a beetle <laughs> on a on a um, uh, Hot Wheels track. <laughs> um, and uh, it's... Uh, I played it a little bit at Matt's. I played it in VR and um, I thought, yeah, this is good. Like, I'm enjoying this. Um, but uh, this week, Jesus, it's all I've played. <laughs> it, it is, it's unsurprisingly right up my street. I mean, we were talking about last week about, ah, oh, could you still bring out rhythm action games for them to be as enjoyable as, say, um, uh, Wendam was? And uh, this, the, the themes, its attitude, the music, everything speaks to me. The visuals, just everything speaks directly to me. And it's exactly like I love it. I absolutely adore that game. I love how relentlessly hard it is um, because I think that's an important factor with with rhythm action games for me. I need to feel that it's going to take me a fair few attempts to wrap like get my head around it because that's one thing you don't hear people talk about with a Wendan a lot but with a Wendan I, I mean it starts out relatively easy but that game gets bastard hard and as you're playing it you slowly start to feel like a badass mm. like you you're remembering where those little buttons that you have to press pop up uh 
like before they're even on the screen. So your hand's already moving over to it and it feels like you're playing something, you know, like an instrument or something while you're playing. Um, this, I'm getting totally a similar vibe. I'm naturally finding myself, you know, getting into position before things arrive and knowing what's coming. One thing I didn't pick up on when I played round maps, um, and one of the things I took away with it, that's really good, but the speed of the game makes me worry about you not being able to judge what's coming up next. Um, and that was until I played on the Switch with headphones on for a, a time and worked out that actually it telegraphs everything that's coming up yeah. with through sound. Yeah, it calls it out, doesn't it? So it's it? like a hi-hat every time there's a corner. Yeah. So if you're coming up to a corner and it goes, you know, there's two corners coming up, so you better be ready for two corners. And once you work that stuff out, that's like a key to to suddenly getting a little bit better. Um, And I just, I love the concept. I love the execution. I love the music. It, it, it's exactly the sort of game that I need right now. And to have it in, in portable form where I can just sling some headphones in and, and just get lost in it. Um, I had a few concerns going in, like I was thinking, you know, tiny buttons, you know, analog stick that doesn't have a lot of movement to it. Is this going to affect the game? And it just doesn't. It's fantastic. Um, one thing that does interest me though, one of the, uh, things that it's got that it says, you know, is an advantage we plan on Switch is the HD rumble stuff. Mm. Uh, HD rumble is strange. It's very strange because, it's obviously affected by how you play the machine. So if you've got it either side of the screen, it feels fine. But then if you've got it in a Joy-Con grip, I'm finding that the effect of HD rumble is not as big. It's I think it's because it's like that hollow bit of plastic between the two kind of takes some of the impacts of the, the vibrations, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like if you're, if you're attaching it, something that moves to something that doesn't, then obviously, yeah, it's going to affect it. Like when we were yeah, uh, but, like playing Tumble Seed, I found um, when the Joy-Con were actually attached to the Switch, it was like some movements would cause like this really uncomfortable like rattle, like it was properly shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to turn down the, the, the impacts mm. of it on, because Tumble Seed has the option. Either, yeah. Like you can have it... You can't do that on Thumper. Um, See, the other I, thing, obviously, I, I is when it's in the Joy-Con, Joy-Con grip, you're essentially holding onto the bit of hollow plastic behind the Joy-Con yeah. itself as well. So that takes some of the impact out of it, uh, which is a shame because when, when it is either side of the screen, it feels great. But I have a feeling that if I was playing this with the Joy-Con separately in each hand, um, I'm I'm going to try that this week because I think you'll have a, a completely different experience with you it. See, I think that's probably the ultimate way yeah, of feeling HD that's Rumble. That's how you know? I've been playing it, yeah. Um, what, what, Thumper? Yeah, yeah. Or Tumble Seed? A Thumper, oh, yeah. You've been playing Thumper on Switch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I've not seen you on the leaderboards. I'll have to I check I literally just started this evening, so... Um, but yeah, um, it's fucking great, isn't it? Um, like I, I already oh, had I, the PC version, um, but I figured this was going to be worth having. I was intrigued about the HD Rumble stuff, and just yeah, again, just to have it portable is amazing. Um, yeah, the HD Rumble stuff's really cool. I was a bit like, because I saw people getting really excited about it, like as if they thought that it was going to fucking blow their hands off or something. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, the HD Rumble's all about subtlety more than impact, you know? Um but actually, yeah. it really works, doesn't it? Like, it's one thing, um, like, you know, the little sort of shocks you get when you're blasting through those little barriers. 
But it's things like when you do the long corners and it like feels like you're fucking scraping your hand. Like it's, it's weird. Um, like it, like it does it on the, the shorter corners as well. Um, but it's when you do the long ones and it, it's like, yeah, it just feels like your hands going like, <sighs> like against something. It's fucking odd. Um, well, the best, the best way to describe it, right, is that, that, um, you know, with the way the normal rumble works is that you've got these huge bits of metal that spin around on a motor when, you know, the game is wanting to simulate rumble. Yeah. The, the problem with that is that the momentum of the motor and the metal means that you can't have s- sharp stabbing vibration feelings. Yeah. And so HD rumble is not like this insane step forward for, you know, vibrating controllers because it, it isn't. In fact, I felt that the rumble triggers on the Xbox One had felt more impactful to how I was playing than I do with HD Rumble. However, that short stabbing thing that HD Rumble can do is, is, it really does, it's effective, especially when you're hitting, when you're touching the button, it feels like a proper reaction to what you're doing rather yeah. than just a motor spinning up and slowing down again. Yeah, because normally... It feels like a proper, like, boom. Yeah, like a normal controller vibration. It's sort of, even if it's supposed to be a short, sharp thing, it's that sort of... <laughs> Whereas with this, yeah, it's like... It, yeah. Like it's pulsing, yeah. like, so quickly. It's, yeah, so weird. Yeah, and and to have it, as I say, to have it portable, there's um, a resolution difference. It's 1080p on... Um, on your main TV in 720 uh, on the screen. And I wouldn't, f- I, I was thinking that that doesn't sound like it'd be a problem, but actually if you're playing it on your TV it is notice noticeably better looking. Yeah. Um, if I, I don't know if you felt this, have you played it in hand mode yet? Uh, I haven't sure. yet. No, have a look and see if you notice it looks like there's some sort of filter over the, the graphic, like, right. it feels like there's some sort of film filter over okay. it, but I can't, it just might be me going mental. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look as clear as it does, obviously, on, <laughs> on, on the TV, but, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it still works perfectly and, uh, and plays superbly. I, I, I love that game. I, I'm, but I can't wait to play more of it. I, I'm, I, I can't recommend it enough. If you're looking for something to play on the Switch, especially, I mean, James, you've played Thumper though, right? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've got it on PS4, but I've, barely mm. touched it actually since that VR weekend I really need to go back to it mm. it's, it's really bloody good um, it's so like it, it, just yeah. playing a bit of it again today just made me feel really bad for the fact that we had that discussion oh, how do you make a rhythm action game feel fresh and, <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh well, yeah Thumper shit did Thumper did it and it's yeah. incredible like Thumper just sort of comes on and goes hey you know you know those music games where you're like oh look at me I'm doing the notes I'm in the Beatles and it's like how about if it was fucking terrifying instead, and everything, yeah. and you are? How, how about it's angry? Yeah. and uh, <laughs> the tone of it, Sean. I, it speaks. It's it, you know, this is a ship comparison, I guess, but it feels like Nine Inch Nails, the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's that sort of aggression. You know, the sort of industrial sound, the 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 drums. It just uh, it speaks to me on so many levels and that's that's what i mean it's it feels like distilled anger yeah. and and that's what makes it feel i don't know it sort of makes it feel a bit important when you're playing <laughs> it's hard yeah. to explain no, but no, i'm mean. well there's into a, it there's a real like every level um sort of you know it'll have a few sections where it's sort of building you up and teaching you things and then there'll just be bits that are just like cool bits of percussion and those bits you're just like fuck this is 
this is amazing. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you can't do more than a couple of levels per session, I find. Like, it just fucks you up too much. Yeah, it's so I, I, What I'm finding myself doing is getting to the end of a level and just repeating it over and over mm. again. Just keep on repeating mm. it. Um, because I just, and that's what I used to do with a Wendan. It, I, I progressed through that slowly because I would always go back and just repeat levels over and over yeah. again before moving on. And that's a, that's a good sign. You know, that's a very good sign. It was funny though. I, I was playing it the other day on the telly and, uh, Harry was sitting there watching it and he was completely glazed over, <laughs> totally obsessed, like looking at it. And after about five minutes, I turned around and went, do you like this game then, Harry? He went, Nope. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what Rachel said. She was like, this, it scared her. She, she didn't I can see like, why. Like, it is just really, like, everything about the visuals and the music is just so unnerving. And obviously, it's totally by design, oh. so fair play. While we're talking about shit that he's saying at the moment, James, right? He's going through that period of, like, saying weird shit before going to bed where he's obviously, like, half asleep <laughs> and stuff. And literally tonight he called me in and he walked out he went scared scared and i went well, what's up mate and he pointed to the empty corner of his room and he went the man watching me oh. and i was like oh no that's horrendous and i said i said there's no one there mate and he goes yes he is he's got a hat on and i was just like well, right, okay well you could stay here mate i'll get the fuck out of here <laughs> 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 fucking freaky right cool that's me and who's next? Matt, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, this week I've been playing... Uh, <laughs> You're right, Matt. I'm fine, yeah. All good? Okay, good. Just make sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been playing Farpoint this week, <laughs> which is a PSVR game. Um, Excited to hear about yeah. this. So this is... Um, it's a debut game from a company called Impulse Gear. Um, there's, there's only like 15 of these. Of, of you know, It's only a, a very small company of 15, but it was, this was shown... A, well, I... I've, I think probably at the PSVR sort of announcement, uh, a lot of people suspected it might have been launched title, but it wasn't. But it, it felt like um, the, um, although at one point people thought this could come out for October, um, because it has been pushed back to, to, to now, uh, and, and it felt like this was very much designed and built um, with PS, PS4 Pro in mind. And I, I think instantly graphically, the, this is definitely one of the strongest, um, definitely one of the strongest, if not the strongest PSVR game I've played in terms of graphics. Uh, but but the, the game itself, um, it's a it's a yes, yeah, a first person shooter in VR. It's a fairly standard um, uh, as terms in terms of shooters. I mean, it, it's not going to um, trouble something like Tights or, um, or 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 even the most recent Call of Duties in terms of the things it does it, it's very simplistic but um but the fact is in vr i think for me personally elevates it um to to, to another level so the, the game the, the story itself is you're a pilot i can't remember what it goes name but you're a pilot and you are you you you're in space uh to rescue or to, to get these two these two um astronauts off a space station um as you go there you you're, you're unable to dock because something goes wrong goes wrong on the ship so these two astronauts are doing a spacewalk to to fix uh to fix the uh, ability for you to dock to their ship um at that point a massive wormhole opens up and sucks uh you and everyone uh everyone in a nearby vicinity off to this alien planet i mean it basically looks like you, you've landed on mars the difference is that this mars is filled with massive uh spiders um and and other enemies um towards the latter part of the game hmm. um but yeah, it's a first-person shooter. It's in VR. Uh, the um, I, I guess the most in- the interesting about it is that you can get it with a bundle, which comes with a physical gun controller, uh, which means you have sort of one-to-one control of a, of a weapon uh, in the game, and that is is definitely the most exciting thing about this game. It feels so good to to to, to fire this 
weird white plastic tubing uh, looking um, peripheral that you've got, but it feels so good to have that tracking one-to-one in VR. Uh, it, it's absolutely class, and the, the, the peripheral itself—it's it, really big. It's much bigger than I thought, but it, it's got—it's um, got a, a pink sort of thing at the front to 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 track uh, the light, so so the camera can track where the gun is. It's got—it's got a trigger, obviously, um, but it's also got—it's got all the buttons that a dual shock has. So it's got two sticks. It's got obviously the you know, the circle, triangle, square, and X buttons. It's got the triggers. It's got the share button. It's got everything really, um, and. And it it just feels so so good to to to, to fire weapons. And um, one of the one of the most amazing things about VR, actually, before I do this, I I know I'm going to be classic Matt Murray about this and be really positive about it. Um, a game that everyone else has reviewed, like generally about six or seven out of ten, but it's all I know. So fuck it. So I'll, I'll just carry on. But I, I I thought this game was was really really brilliant. Um, well, I, I can't remember what I was doing talking about. Yeah, so um, so, uh, so the gun, <laughs> the gun is 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 really fantastic. But um, the, the fact that you got a physical gun, it, it makes you do things which are just instinctive, which you wouldn't think a game would really make you do. Like, so you can, um, you can obviously um, fire a weapon in game, and the 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 one one of the first weapons you have is the sight rifle, comes with this um. Uh, glass uh, scope uh, on the top of on top of the on top of the gun, and you um, physically in real life will, will, will be raising the gun towards towards your towards your chin to to, hmm. to actually to look through the scope. And when you do that, a red uh, crosshair appears um, to, to to sort of show you where you're, you're accurately aiming. But just instinctively, you do close one of your eyes to you know uh, as you would do, <laughs> I guess, with a real gun. And that's what I love about VR: the fact that it's making it, you're instinctively doing these things that you would do in real life, and and they're, and they're working in the game. I thought that was such a great moment. It doesn't say, it doesn't say hold hold up to your head. It doesn't say squint. It, it, you just instinctively close one eye to to, to look down the barrel of the gun to fire enemies. Um, so as I said, the main enemy in this game is these spiders. And when I when I was first playing the game in the first the first hour or so, um, you well the, the, the first half an hour i guess are, are you basically tra- uh, traversing this planet you don't see much um a lot of people complain it's got a bit of a slow start but i i i, I think it's fine in fact if anything i was taking ages just walking uh, along the surface of mars just stopping looking at the amazing scenery looking at the things in the background um i think if you're into if you're into space and i am i mean i, I think space is amazing I, mean, I think i'm sure everyone does but even films like interstellar like really blew me away to look at the imagery and this mm. has this makes me feel a similar sort of feeling in that I just, I, I was happy just to walk around and, and see the incredible environment and just, yeah, um, and, and, and just experience what, what it could be like on Mars. So I thought that was amazing. But, um, when you first see these, these spider enemies, they're sort of crawling around, crawling around the, the map. Um, and, but, but, but they're sort, they're sort of crawling around, but they're doing, they're in the distance basically at that point. And then gradually as you get further into the first level, they start getting towards you. Uh, these the smaller spider enemies they they crawl around they sort of stop in one place and then you you basically got about a second or two before their legs come up and then they go jump at you. Now um, I was pretty I say so I'm not scared of spiders uh, generally I'm, I'm fine with them um, but uh, as I was walking through walking through you know the landscape of Mars with like with my headphones on so I've got like full 3D sound I can hear weird sounds you know around me it's it's i think that it, it starts uh, at night time so it's it's a bit it's a bit uh, frightening because you're sort of you know in this fully immersed experience and then you see a spider in the distance it i i basically i, I was I was walking along and 
the spider stops in front of me, it, it legs go up and it jumps and it jumped at me obviously in full 3D and I shrieked like I've never shrieked before. <laughs> I, I basically screamed and I didn't think I'd ever do that. In fact, after I did that, I took the headset off and I, I come, I, I surprised myself that this game had made me scream basically. It was like a proper blood curdling, you know, um, someone's getting killed in a teen horror sort of scream. Um, <laughs> and then I went upstairs and, uh, and said, Oh, gee, something's happened. And she said, Yeah, I know what's happened. Matt, I think she was shocked that I just let let out a blood curling scream. But um, yeah, when those spiders jump at you, it's like it's it's fucking terrifying. Um, But 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 towards the end of the game, um, I got over that. Fuck fuck that computer game. There's literally no way in a million years you would you would ever play this day. But but I will say, yes, you have those smaller uh, spider enemies, and then obviously the enemies get much bigger. And every different type of spider enemy, they have different different tactics. Some burrow underground, and you know you've got like walk backwards as that's happening to see to see you have a bit bit of a gap between the the area of of ground that they come up from, and you you can fire at them. There's also massive. I mean, one of the bosses is like a sixty or seventy foot spider, and at that point, there was loads of them on the ground running around me. I wasn't even bothered about them. I was just focused on focused on on, on the huge boss. Well, were you gonna say something there, Dave? No, so, yeah. Um, th- there was a couple of things because I, I after you telling me about the game, I didn't really know much about it and what what the enemies were and stuff like that. But I thought, wow, oh, let me see how realistic this stuff is. Um, so I watched some footage and a couple of things I picked up on. Um, the game's got a hell of a lot of aim assist, doesn't it? Do you think it needed that? Um, I, well, I, it's, I'm not sure. I mean, it has got aim assist. It's hard hard to say how much it's got because it because you're you're swinging it around. And it's one to one. It's one to one. But I, so I, I, I'm sure it has got it. But it didn't feel like it was. It didn't feel like that at all to me. Have have a have a look at some of the footage. I mean, if it's not something you'll notice, which I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was something that you didn't really notice once you once you're playing the game, but. Have a look at the um, some of the footage that people put up of them playing it. You're like, fuck me! The bullets are basically magnets to the enemies. Like they seem to be flying yeah. directly. I mean, I, I, I certainly missed I'm, a I'm fair not, few. That's not a criticism. <laughs> yeah, that's not a criticism. That that's probably good game design because if it has got that in there, it obviously needs it. And if you haven't noticed it, then who gives a shit? No, that's I all mean, good. It, it, I mean. Um, no, I haven't noticed it, but uh, but I, I also missed tons tons of enemies and got got killed loads. Um, so so in terms of controls, yeah. So this is the gun peripheral, and you can play it with a dual shock if you want, but it feels like the gun's the way the way to play it. It's got two it's got two uh, sticks uh, as a regular dual shock would. Um, so so one is there for turning, and one one's there for strafing. When you first start the game, it doesn't actually it, the, the the default setting is for you not to be able to turn at all. So you're just basically strafing. Um, which which works in many many ways because what yeah how's that but, 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 but no you, it, you're not turning at all you're just strafing yeah, yeah. well and going yeah, forwards yeah, yeah, yeah. and going forwards it's doing that obviously to to minimize minimize sickness and whatnot but you can you can change yeah. the settings from 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 no turn to small turn uh to big turn where it's like turning about 45 degree angles or uh or we can go all the way and go to smooth which is after about an hour or so i turn it to smooth so so, so you can yeah, that, yeah that, that's full sort of fps controls uh one of the annoying things about the game is that um so there's a front stick and a rear stick and currently you can't change what those sticks do so um, although I'm left-handed, I have now like switched to like playing right-handed. I don't play southpaw anymore like I used to. Um, but it, but, but as it's currently as it's currently sort of set, the right the front stick is straight. In my mind, I want that to be turn. I want the rear one to be move. Uh, I want, so uh, although towards the end, I was I was totally comfortable with the controls and I was spinning around and it was totally cool. There was the odd occasion where I sort of had to remember 
to to switch the sticks in my mind. So, but the, the devs have always said that they're that they're patching that in. Um, but the, um, level design, this is very 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 simplistic. You are mostly just walking forward down down uh, alleyway. Basically, it's just funneling you forward. It's mostly just straight lines. Um, to, to the point actually where the spider enemies they could run at you, and if they run past you, they will then run back in front of you to help you shoot them, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, basically, to the point where when the spiders were first jumping at me, I was petrified and running away a lot. But then if I heard a noise behind me, I didn't stop and turn around because I thought, well, they're going to jump in front of me anyway, so I might as well just keep on going. Uh, but the, the game does open up in certain air, certain sort of boss scenarios and towards the end of certain levels um, where it is basically um, a, a, a larger arena where you can circle strafe, you can run around. And um, although the first hour or so of the game... I was feeling a little bit hot, a little bit sweaty, a little bit, um, a little bit of sort of motion sickness. Towards the end, I had, yeah, I had, I turned the speed up on the movement to max. I had smooth controls and I was bombing around, yeah, in basically like full FPS mode with this controller and it felt absolutely class. It just felt so, it's, it felt so good. I mean, I, I was surprised at how much I could do in the game without feeling sick. And I played, um, Robinson The Journey, which is a much slower paced first person shooter. Well, it's a, first person adventure game that's much slower paced and after an hour of that i used to feel sick and that game took me a while as a, as a result but this game yeah i don't know if it's having a physical gun um i played it both standing up and sitting down and it was fine fine both ways um but yeah it, it, I, the game took about eight hours or so to play in the end and i so i did it in like four sittings um i, I played one of the things like three hours long i didn't feel sick at all and yeah i, I was really surprised how how much i could bomb around and and not feel sick but as a, as an fps it's incredibly basic like i said earlier it's not going to challenge games like titanfall and other other games like that it doesn't have the complexity of those um it doesn't have um lots of exciting things happening in, in the environments but as a, as a, you can't compare yeah, can no, you? I, I, I mean that's something that sort of pissed me off about a lot of things i read about this game in the last week or so so you know, generally it's reviewed pretty well. Seven or eight, seven, six or seven out of ten. There's a couple of eights, and there's one four out of ten from the Guardian. Simon Parkin is a really great writer, but fucking hell, he really like went to town on that game. I think Farpoint nicked his girlfriend at school. Something must have happened between Farpoint and Simon Parkin. He was, he, he sounded livid in his review, but whatever. Yeah, what, what, like, what was his? Oh, point? he was just saying like he said it's amateurish. He was he, his first like paragraph is the fact he is complaining that the um, gun peripheral doesn't look like a realistic shooter, like the uh, like the gun con. Uh, he says, like, oh, no, I mean, obviously everyone can have their own opinion and you can say what you want about anything and, you know, but it, it's, it's, it was a really, it's a really weird review. It's, it's just sounded so, so angry. Anyway, but yeah, so as, as an FPS, it's super basic. And if this wasn't in VR, this would just be discounted as some, like, as some throwback from the 90s and it's not that good and it'll be laughing stock. But I don't think you can compare this to regular FPSs because it is in VR and it does have a no. physical, physical controller. And this, this, I thought it was really, really fucking excellent. I'd probably give it an 8 if I was reviewing it, so I'm not saying it's a 9 or a 10, but it was so immensely fun to, to fire weapons, to, to circle straight, to shoot his enemies. You know, seeing, you know, a 70, a 70 foot, like sort of, um, you know, spider as a boss, it's just, it was just immensely fun. It, it was class having a physical, the physical, um, physical gun. I, I think that really, really made a, make a huge difference. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed this campaign way more than the most recent Halo game, for instance. And yeah, sure, if I was playing this just 2D mode, I, I probably wouldn't have bothered after the first or second level. But 
Um, story, story, more story-wise, I think it's 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 engaging. It's, you, you, what you're mostly doing is you're um, you're this guy essentially just walking, wandering around Mars, following these two holograms of these other two uh, astronauts that you're trying to find the location of. So you're you're going around shooting enemies, and then at various points during the game, you'll see a hologram which you sort of scan with your gun, and then you're you're essentially replaying uh, a bit of, a bit of their story from from their point of view, and the the, the um, dialogue is really good between the two characters the motion uh sort of yeah the motion capture is really really good it's really realistic uh and and and, and it, it does draw you into the story i mean it's not it's not going to challenge something like uncharted of course for that stuff but uh i was, I was really impressed but it's funny it's, it's weird you, you i mean you were saying that you can't really compare it to games but in that sentence you've been comparing it to games quite a bit and i don't yeah but i think this is it, it, there's that, I suppose it's an easy touch point of saying, well, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't play like this or it doesn't look like that, whatever, but it's such a separate entity yeah. that it's kind of like saying, oh, I know this 3DS game doesn't look as good as the PlayStation. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's not that, I, you know, that's, it's just that it kind of feels that is it like, as you say, you know, if you weren't playing it in VR, then you probably wouldn't give it a time of day, but at the same time, you can't just take the VR no, away from yeah. it. And like, this that's, feels that's like, the main point. This feels like a game that's designed... I mean, this is a debut game uh, in Pulse Gear. It was, a, it was a game designed for VR. It wasn't just a shooter with VR bits in. And I don't think they do a lot of clever bits that wouldn't be done without VR, but it just seems to work really, really well for uh, for VR. Um, well, and that's what it sets out to do, yeah. isn't it? It doesn't set out to challenge uh, current first-person shooters on on these no. consoles. But, but I, I think this does show me that FP, uh, FPSs, in inverted commas, proper FPSs could absolutely be done in VR. And this this is from a, this is a debut game from a small studio. It has been sort of backed by Sony, and it feels like it's been elevated in a way as like a first as a first-party title, but. Yeah, and this gets me much more excited for what the future is going to bring in, like say five years, or if say like EA makes an FPS, or you know, or, or uh, you know, a Call of Duty is in full full VR. I think it could work absolutely well. I think this gun, this gun controller's class. It's not just for this one game as as well. Other games are being patched. Uh, Brookhaven exper- experience uh, experiment, sorry, is being patched for it. There's now a shooting game called Dick Wild that's out uh, at the same time as as Farpoint. Um, Arizona Sunshine is a game that came out on Vive and Oculus and that reviewed really well that's an FPS sort of zombie game that's going to go use its gun controller as well um, so the gun control itself is absolutely class and it's just so immensely fun I was doing that thing particularly while I was shooting bosses where it, you know in movies where there's always like there's a guy that maybe is about to kill the boss or about to kill an enemy and he, and he or she has like a really like a, a really uh, a, a line which you wouldn't ordinarily say if you're really in that situation, you know, say like sayonara or whatever, you know, like it, at the point where they're killing someone. I found out myself I was doing that loads like, for some reason. It just felt it just felt really really fun to shoot. Come enemies. on, let's hear a couple. Uh, well, my main was Abogado, motherfucker. I don't know where that even came from, but I was Abogado. Yeah, it, it's Portuguese for thank you. Uh, anyway, I, 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 know, I said a load, I said a load it on a, on a holiday years ago. But yeah, I was just it, like when I was like firing these like grenades and rockets at this massive spider, and um, yeah, I knew that one more was going to kill it. It just I don't know. It's very much. I, 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 it made me feel class just firing firing his weapons. Uh, and I thought the game was brilliant. And I think if you've got PSVR, I think you have to get this. I'm not saying it's um, it's not a ten, and it has its issues. And you know, some people, some some people would say it's quite short. I guess. But for eight hours, um, it's easily one of the best experiences I've had on PSVR, and it was immensely fun. If there's DLC or sequel, I'd be well up for it. 
And um, yeah, I think I think it's brilliant to play. Such such fun. That's cool. It. Uh, that sounds uh, that sounds good. I mean, I could never play it for obvious reasons, but uh, no. but, but if, if anyone it, listening it, I mean, has a chance to play, you should. It's just oh, the gun control is so class. I want every game to use it. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I'm starting to think that uh, Sony are going to push PSVR again because I'm getting a lot of promotional emails. So speaking from of which, actually, this game debuted at number two in the charts uh, this week or, or last week, whenever it was. And, and like, no, the highest any PSVR game has uh, charted up to now is seventh for now. It was in launch week with PSVR Worlds. So this is second. I think only Injustice 2 charted higher at number one. And this, this sold more than the most recent um, Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, game that came out last week on 3ds so it's clearly sold incredibly well um and yeah i hope i hope this is enough to kickstart sony and for them to do more vr stuff obviously e3 is not too far away but yeah this game is not a 10 out of 10 that some people may have hoped it was but i think it's an incredibly fun experience and i can't wait to see what the future holds yeah no i i I genuinely think sony are going to make a bit of a push for psvr because as i say the promotional emails they've been sending through recently have all been about PSVR. And I'm thinking they're kind of thinking, actually, this is selling quite well. Maybe we need to do a little bit more to promote it. So, yeah, apparently uh, it sold like, uh, we'll see, we'll PSVR see. PSVR sold like 375,000 units in the first quarter of this year, which I think is pretty darn good considering they're hard to get hold of. It hasn't got great sort of, well, I think the people who love it really love it. A lot of people just discount it as rubbish. You know, I've seen some NeoGAF threads this week where people are saying, how much of the uh, E3 conference would you like to dedicate to VR? And those people are saying, none, because VR's bollocks, what's the point? Um, but I, I think it's, it's, it seems to be selling really, really well. It's, 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 I think it's done at 1.2 million, at least the last time they revealed figures. So there's lots of people that are super passionate about it. I mean, I, I, I'm clearly a huge VR fan. Um, and if we, if we can elevate relatively substandard games to feel like something completely different because of vr um yeah i'm I'm more i'm up for more of those games cool all right anything else um i no i I started i started the the sky fire demo uh, that's about it uh but no it's it's all far point this week matt are you are you still playing prey i just wonder where you're where you're at with that new no i sold it really yeah did you finish it new I, I thought I was, ne- I was really like enjoying it, but uh, I was never going to finish it, and I'd use that money to buy another game. <laughs> Speaking of another game to buy, Rhyme seems to be reviewing super well. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's out this week. Yeah, that's definitely interested in that. Yeah, I thought it looked good anyway, but I think, I mean, I know a lot of people may not care about it anymore, but it got a nine in edge. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen many other reviews, but I haven't really been looking at it. But uh, yeah, Rhyme is like another one that's well worth buying. I'm just kind of surprised because you seem really high on. Yeah, I did, Frey, but I just but... thought I'm never going to finish it, and I've, I've got, I've got, I've still got to get through Doom. There's loads of other games, and obviously, you know, games like Arms. Oh, shit, you've not got through Doom. No, I, so something else came out, so I've got that to play. Um, and there's loads. Of, I've got other things. Is that my copy yeah, of is, Doom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shit, I forgot about that. And also, I have sent another game to James recently that I just remembered really? that I sent him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't received oh. anything yet. No, you have. It, you've got it. I can't. I remember what the game was, but then I totally fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. I've not received anything. No, I gave you a game about four months ago. You didn't um, seriously. I can't think of anything. No, I did. I'll I'll remember it again and I'll bring it up and you'll go. Oh yeah, I've got that. 
if you haven't sold it, which I'm pretty convinced that's what you're doing to all my I, games these days. I've got a couple of um, your games. It's ridiculous. But I, I no, still you ain't sent me anything because you were punishing me for not sending you Rise of the Tomb Raider back. No, there was there was another one since Rise of the Tomb Raider. Definitely wasn't. Uh, I just, I uh, right, okay, when I mention it, uh-huh. and you go, oh yeah, I've got that one, you can apologise. Yeah, I will, yeah. Uh, yeah but you're wrong. But, yeah, okay, okay we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Sean, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I'll keep this brief, because we might actually get to do the questions if we do. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I've been playing Dragon Quest Heroes 2. This is... Um, I'll put Dragon Quest I'll Heroes keep this one as Warriors, isn't it? Is it Heroes? <laughs> Warriors? Fucking, who cares? It's the Dynasty Warriors 1 that's set in the Dragon Quest universe because that's the thing that people are into. Um, first one was pretty good, quite enjoyed it. Uh, this one, I just did my head in for some reason. Um, like, it plays absolutely fine and it's got these sort of cool, um, like, it has these sections where rather than it just being like, here is a battle, here's you, here's the enemy, here's some sections you need to take over, whatever. It's just like, look, here's, a, here's an area. Just like go for a wander and kill some guys on the way, and um, and and that's pretty cool. It's like just having little open worldy bits. Um, but I just the fucking menus absolutely pissed me off for some reason. It just felt like every time I did something or I opened up a new menu or selected something, there'd be a little fucking text box coming up saying, "Right, and now here's the menu where you do this, or you've just done this, or." Like just and and just with all like a slight delay on them, and you can't just clear them instantly. To the point that it just felt like like between missions, you got you know you level up your guys and unlock new skills and stuff. And I just didn't want to. It just pissed me off so much. Um, and the rest of the game is like is fine, but not really good enough to just warrant the absolute drudgery of the fucking menus. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's good. Um. What is? It's weird, isn't it? Maybe like that. The menus have come a long way. Well, exactly. It's just like why it is weird when you go back to games like yeah. that, where you just think, "Oh my god, so, what is going yeah, on?" It's here? Like, why does this feel twenty years old? Like, it just feels like such like, a barrier. It's weird. To some extent, one of the weaker parts of Zelda is the menu system yeah. in that game, and you just kind of think, "Well, it's a bit of a throwback." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how it? I don't know the. I I didn't I didn't really like using the menus in that in that game. Like I was always ending up in the wrong place and then forgetting where everything was. And I just kind of think, wow, we've solved this. <laughs> Why are we going through this again? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's it's not a bad game by any means. It's you know that that Dynasty Warriors combat is in there. Um, that's fine. Um, it's got really interesting stuff. Uh, the first one had this whole system where you you know as you killed enemies, you'd sometimes pick up little coins. Um, and they basically allowed you, you had like a little inventory bar where you could uh, basically chuck these coins out and they would summon these enemies. Um, in this one, sometimes you summon an enemy, but sometimes like certain enemies drop coins that like they'll just do like a special attack. Or in cases of some of the larger enemies, you'll just become them for a bit. And that's really fun. Um, so you'd just be like, you know, like smashing around as a giant um stone creature or whatever and, and knocking the fuck out of people. That's pretty good. Um but yeah, there's like there's loads of story bits as well. And you know like you know when you're playing a game and the story's bad but you sort of feel like you should keep an eye on it just so you know what's going on. But then yeah. sometimes it's like, do you know what, I literally don't need to see any of this. Like just put me in the next battlefield and tell me who to kill. 
Yeah, I've never done like, that in games. Some people say oh, I'll play for a game and I haven't even bothered with a story, but I just I can't. I've got to at least understand slightly what's happening. I couldn't just go from I couldn't just, like keep hammering X to skip. Yeah, you see, see, generally that is that's me. But on this occasion, I was like, no, this is this is literally a waste of the only life I'll ever have. So I just skipped all the cutscenes after a bit, um, and it was a better game for it. Um, but yeah, just not a particularly good one overall which is a shame tell you what is particularly good overall though old man here we go here's a segue old man's journey um, oh yeah this is the mobile game yeah yeah well I yeah. played this on a PC at rest um, oh, right, the okay. other month and really enjoyed it um, and yeah I had no idea it was coming to your telephones and your tablets yeah I've seen it advertised everywhere um, on the app store and I'm like oh it, yeah. I think it's a five and I'm like do I buy it but it looks gorgeous it is yeah it's so fucking nice um like gameplay wise there's very little to it you you tapping around to guide a, an old man around these sort of different landscapes and the the trick is you can sort of grab bits of the landscape and sort of pull them around um thus providing a route for the old man um and like it's just like it's not difficult um but it doesn't need to be because it's just really pleasant um but occasionally quite sad because the <laughs> um as you're sort of trudging around as this this old dude with a walking stick, you occasionally you'll see things um, that remind him of, or what appears to be reminding him of, like when he met his wife um, and his relationship with her. And obviously, it appears that she's not around anymore for one reason or the other. So it's all sort of a bit melancholic and and um, that that'll sad. kill me. That it's it's pretty bad at times. Um, it's just up, yeah, up gets me every yeah. time. I cannot. I cannot watch up without blubbing like a baby throughout. Yeah. Even the dogs get me. <laughs> oh, they try to talk, but they've got to rely on these colours. Gets me every time. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely an element of that. Um, like it is sort of like it just goes from being like really beautiful and pleasant to like, oh, that's actually really sad. I mean, the, the old guy doesn't seem like he, it's not like he's remembering these things and then bawling his eyes out. He is just like happily reminiscing, but. Um, yeah, it's it's bittersweet, to say the least. Um, but yeah, like I mean, visually, it's it's fucking beautiful. Um, just really nice, sort of, uh, sort of oil painting style, I guess. Um, beautifully animated and lovely soundtrack, and just just what a nice thing to click through for a bit. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I've, okay. I've had it on for about how half long, an hour. How long is the game so far? How long have you played so far of it? Uh, I'm I'm about half an hour in. Um, okay. And it does like the detail in the environments and stuff. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me if it ended quite soon. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, into how much was it? Uh, it's like four or five quid, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, I think it's a five. It's five on bad. iOS. Yeah, but I mean, the work that must have gone into the visuals alone. So, like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> like it's beautiful. So speaking of games that make you blub, to the moon is out on iOS. If is a good, I mean, that play, I played on PC. That that's an incredible game. Have you played that? Say, don't play that on the train, Jesus. Yeah, oh yeah, I played it through. I didn't. It didn't get me. Did not. But um, no, I thought it was good. But it, it, yeah, for some reason, it didn't it, get it me. Does I can't a lot remember of the same why. I think it would get me when I'm watching up about relationships and whatnot. Oh God, it's yeah. It didn't do dad stuff. That if you want to get me, dad stuff is is the stuff no, that gets is, me. It always yeah. has done. Mm. Like before becoming a dad, mm-hmm. like it, 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 oh, that stuff always got me. The, the, that fucking JCB song, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to that. 
And I know it's a bit crap or whatever, but Jesus Christ, I listen to that song and I'm fucking gone. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm saying. With Up, yeah, obviously, this, you know the stuff at the start? That gets me. But also the bit where the guy just turns up at his little scout thing. That fucking done. I, I, I think I've said before, like we, we watched that in the cinema and uh, the credits rolled and Joe went, okay, let's go. And I went, Joe, I've got to sit here for a little bit first. I can't walk out like this. <laughs> she's like looking at me. She's like, sort yourself out. Do you think that's a thing <sighs> with like, now that we're all sort of at a point where we've sort of, we've established our lives and we've sort of, we've got all our ducks in a row. And it's like, right, this is it now. This is, if everything just stayed like this forever, that's probably brilliant. And then no, it's I think it's because my dad was a bit of a prick to me when I was growing <laughs> <Okay>. up. <laughs> that's probably what it was. Uh, fucking wind up merchant, the fella. <laughs> But then, uh, you know, like father, like son and all that. Um, right. Okay. Is that, that we done? Should we get into some questions? We need to yep. do some questions. Should. Sorry. It's late in it again. It is. I'm so tired. I mean, Saturday took it out. I mean, talk about getting old. I can't do that shit anymore. I found a video on my phone taken at, it was only like 10 o'clock, but I'd obviously been drinking since about 10 in the morning. Um, uh, of me walking along a tram line in Croydon going, I'm on the tram line. I don't know what I'm doing here. Probably. Go- uh, well, tell you what. It was quite a good track. It's quite a good tune, actually, because I-, I was actually singing out to myself all morning after watching that video. Did you watch <laughs> that video? And, and I, I, I was, this is I was me. singing that in the bedroom. Like, why are you? This is me after the plough final. Ten o- oh, it was taken at 20 past nine. It's not even that bad. Um, but I was fucking hammered, right? Croydon, don't know where I am. Tramline in Croydon, <laughs> probably gonna get hit. Tramline in Croydon. And then it cuts yeah. off. <laughs> Tramline in Croydon. I mean, is that like a melody from another song? You've changed the words, or is that your own work? No. It's brilliant. Imagine if you think had. Of melodies. Imagine if you had been hit by a tram and that was your last recording. Yeah. Oh God! Do you imagine that? Transmission news. On local news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a fucking Tram idiot. Imagine if it became like a number one signal in your oh, deck. Yes. Like Ed, Ed Sheeran would definitely re release that. <laughs> oh shit, what is that Libby thing? Oh yeah, what, d- what wrong way. Down a one way street. Down a one way street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, okay. Let's have the first question. Who's going to read these? Is it going to be Matt or is it me? Is well, no question. one's forcing you, James. I mean. <laughs> James, why would it be anyone else? Well, because when I when I opened this doc today, it said emails and it just said Matt, and then tweets and it just what, said that's because you weren't here last week. Oh, all right, okay. If you want to email us, <laughs> Dude, to be honest, James, Matt was fucking excellent at it last week, so I think it should be James doing it this week. So just we could just highlight how bad he is at this. <laughs> if you want to email us, it's the computer <laughs> at gmail dot com. And the first person that's emailed us is Simon Saint, who says, Hi TCGS, uh, was listening with interest to the discussion around Mass Effect being binned and the funding from publishers' side of it. Knowing nothing about games development funding at all, I was surprised that there was an ex- uh, expectation that a publisher would continue to fund a developer who missed a deadline. As an architect, I can't think of any client who would continue to pay us fees if we failed to deliver our work. We'd have to complete the work at our own cost until it's done. Surely a publisher would have a similar arrangement. Why would they sign up to a potential bottomless pit? Anyway, another show. Can't wait to hear the new format, how the old one's dead. 
Uh, as an architect, you don't own the rights to the building and uh, any further use of that building once it's been built, whereas uh, uh, I think Bioware do. But John Denton sent us a uh, message. I well, You might have texted me actually just saying, oh, you do know that EA own Bioware, so that makes the relationship slightly different. And I didn't even think of that. It's fucking stupid. Uh, but then again, I'm pretty sure they still have, uh, you know, they work things out between them. Yeah. Um, that they have to stick to deadlines and so forth. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it was all speculation last week. Uh, and I think you've got a valid point. Maybe you are right. Uh, that they, but I don't know. I just don't know the it's complexity of it. It's pretty just pit because if that's the case, they wouldn't have released it that way. It's, it, I mean, the, yeah. the fact it released in such a state, it's very clear that they had a very set budget and deadline and get it out. Well, it's not just that either. It's, it's down to investment as well. And it was one of those things, it's like, we always go, why do you do these like weird launch events where they spend a shit ton of money getting celebrities to turn up and play their games for five minutes? Well, it's, so they could turn to investors and say, look at all the cool people playing our game and who are excited about our game. Look at this big party and everyone showed up. That's how important this game is to people. Please invest more money. Um, and I, th- I think... That's it's the same with with EA in in terms of oh we've promised it, whoever's piling the money into this thing that it will be out in this financial year. Um, I mean you must have situations as an architect. Um, I I know very well <laughs> <laughs> that you've got to deliver a building if it's a retail building especially you've got to deliver it like in a certain financial year and it you know if you go over that then a fuck ton of money uh, gets lost. Uh, and that you know, that's the pressures there. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, but we don't we don't release it. We don't, we don't open it without doors. <laughs> way. I mean, my understanding of yeah, like large AAA projects is that they always have like pre-agreed milestones with the publisher, and then they hit them, they get another payment. Um, but then in reality, what often happens is the developers have to go capping hands to the publisher. Like, yeah, you know. You said you'd give us that money once we'd done the thing. We haven't done the thing, but we can't do it unless you give us the money you're supposed to give us upon doing the thing. So can we have it? And yeah. and then it's yeah, and then it's, so there's that constant thing on the on the publisher's part where they have to be like, well, if we don't give them the money, then the money we've wasted thus far was a waste and goes to nothing. So <sighs> yeah, and I mean there there is that side of it. I mean you making the comparison with architecture i don't think that you can really mm. especially when it comes to you know design and build products but uh projects but there are still moments where you're kind of like you know you we promised we'd do this part of the building well it's not done yet but you're still gonna have to pile money <laughs> yeah. into it's like you know so yeah. i mean he's, he's certainly right know. that there's plenty of other industries where you you quote an amount and then if you if you fuck up the quote that's on you like <laughs> you know the person oh yeah big know. time but then but then there's there's, there's power involved yeah, isn't it yeah. and the ownership uh and it's not quite the same business relationship as it would be at a, a client and an architect yeah, yeah. but uh, also- i understand your point and you could be completely right here we, i'm not saying you're wrong I, I don't know enough about it but uh we was just kind of speculating i mean there are um, also that- loads of projects that just get shut down anyway aren't there you know there like that. games that yeah. just don't get released and I mean, look at, I mean, there Microsoft are, yeah, went on that massive around. cull, didn't they, where they just, like, closed everything. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Linehead and, you know, like, all of those, because they it's... pretty much 
didn't think they could finish what they were working on. Yeah, and it's so funny because, like, from our perspective, where I was like, oh, why have they done that? That's shit. I was looking forward to those games. It's like, well, maybe they were bad. <laughs> maybe they were beyond, yeah. like, because there yeah, are so yeah, many, total dog shit. like, so many shit games that come out because they had, like, a, I think there's less of it now. I think, I think publishers are a bit more, uh, severe when it comes to pulling the plug, but, like, there was definitely an era where, um, oh, the example I always like to use, I can never remember the fucking name of it. Was it Fracture? It was the game where you could like raise and lower the land. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember and that game, yeah. And it was pure shit, right? But obvious, but like a publisher had been sold that on the basis that it had this gimmick where you raise and lower the land. And, and at some point during development, someone twigged that it just wasn't very good. But the money had been spent, so fucking bring us a game where the land goes up and down. <laughs> Like, <laughs> whereas I want the yeah, I just imagine a guy in a suit walking into a studio and going, "No, no, I want a game where the land goes up and down." Get it, it creates done. valuable tactical um, opportunities. You told me six months ago it was going to create valuable tactical opportunities. Um, yeah, but I think I, now um, I think publishers are. It feels like there are there are fewer turkeys like that with like a you know a, a gimmick. And um, the last one I can think of. Was it was it inversion the one that was the shooter where it was all gravity stuff, but nowhere near as clever as anyone thought. People thought it was going to be like you hit a button and then it is zero gravity and you can just zip around, but actually it was like step on a platform. Now the gravity is sideways. And was was that but was that before or after Devil's Third the game where it was a third person <laughs> shooter and also a first person shoot? Um, the I think the original point that started this discussion on the podcast last week still stands. I mean, we the reason we were talking about this was we were saying, hey, you know, don't blame Bioware for this. It might not be their mm. fault. You know, don't get angry at Bioware. It could be someone else's fault here. And I, I, I still think that's yeah. valid. We don't know enough about it. But uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Next one. Okay, uh, James Hughes says, uh, hi guys, last week Dave mentioned Sony not having loads of upcoming exclusives and unsure what they'll do for E3. So then he's got a big list of stuff. Like you've got like God of War, Detroit, um, Last of Us Part Two, Spider Man, Days Gone, Death Stranding, Inokune Two, you know, Gran Turismo Sport Dreams. Then he says, plus presumably we'll find out uh, what's about what uh, Sucker Punch will be working on since their last game was Infamous Second Son. Decent lineup if you ask me. So what do you think though? Uh, I think he's absolutely right. I think I forgot a lot of those titles and I don't know why. Um, but they weren't entering my head last week. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There were there were a bunch of games. I was like, when when I read that list, I was like, oh fuck yeah, because they did. Co- they, if we remember back to E3 last year, the the general feeling we got from the PS4 um, conference was, wow, there's a lot of games there, but not a lot coming out this year. What are they going to do this year? Whereas um, Microsoft were like, here are these exclusives. They're all coming out at the end of the year, uh, and yeah, so. Totally forgot about that from E3 last year, and there are quite a few in the pipeline. I'd be interested to see how many of them are actually going to make it this year. Okay, uh, next one is from Capone. He says, "Will there ever be a Rocket League two? Probably. Does there need to be? Like, how do you? Where do you go from there? Like, but there doesn't need to be. But there's there's <laughs> got to be that temptation there for the developers to go. Actually, so. we could earn a fuck ton of money with Rocket League too, and they. I could. mean, do you think it would need to um, be like because it's going to a new platform, or like it would need to be a next gen thing, or do you think they will do it this gen? Oh, will they do it? Well, they could do. I th- they could do a FIFA and just like do annual releases. Yeah. Just with, with, no, they won't do that. That's obviously not their model, though. They seem to be quite happy just putting out bits of content for a few quid and 
Yeah, because I think people do buy that yeah. stuff. Um, I do think there'll be a Rocket League 2. Um, uh, will it be next gen? No, I don't. I think it will be uh, this gen. Um, what will they add? Well, Rocket League The Journey, that's <laughs> going to be added. You see, um, I, no, I, I was going to think... say, I think you're joking, but that, I'd probably play that. <laughs> yeah. That's Rocket same. League Story. I mode. wonder. Um, I wonder if they'll get. I wonder what licenses are coming in the next one. <laughs> I wonder how far they're going to go. Like, am I going to be able to buy a Manchester United car? That <laughs> sort of thing. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I I think there's potential to make it. I don't think they should change too much. Um, I mean, in, in terms be... of licensing, it's kind of fascinating because there's two directions it can go in. It can go down the motorsport <laughs> angle or the sports angle. Yeah, you know? I was just thinking like Rocket League Golf. Or both. <laughs> Rocket League Golf will be pretty good. Um, no, I, I here's what here's what I think. In the next two years, we'll either see a Rocket League Two or a huge content app update for Rocket League One, and it will be they don't want to they don't want to split up the player base. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe a content update would be a good way of doing it. Look, here are a ton of new arenas, but then you want everyone to play on them. I don't know. I don't know where they go from here without either pissing people off or breaking up their play- their huge player base. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's inevitable that we will see a sequel or some sort of huge expansion. They've got to. I mean, they'll they'll the, the money's sort of just dangling there, waiting to be taken. So yeah, probably actually thinking about it now, it probably will be a full on sequel rather than a big content update. Avoid breaking up the player base, starting afresh getting that huge amount of money in I think uh, yeah it'll happen okay well uh, now right. that Millwall has Hi, made it back into the championship will Mr. Turner sorry I didn't hear the what was that let's start again a break up okay yeah. Hi, Hi now that Millwall have made it back into the championship will Mr. Turner no, speak you, uh, sorry hold on hold on it's gone again say that again are you taking the piss or is this real? I, I am, yeah. I just wanted to hear you say about Millwall getting back into the championship <laughs> again. It's been great. I could hear that all night. <laughs> anyway, Martin Topping wants to know if you're going to be using them in PES 2018 and whether any of us use the option files that you get with that. That took me a day to work out. I The next day on a Sunday, I sort of was thinking, wow, championship, can't believe it. We don't have to enter round one of the FA Cup. We don't have to go on that stupid checker trade trophy thing anymore. We don't have to wait until one o'clock in the morning to watch a two-second clip of the highlights. <laughs> um, and then I just thought, fuck, we're in PES 2018. <laughs> this is the good life. Uh, yes, I will be playing with them, although they would have to um, work on their matchmaking because in, in 2017... Like I would pick a championship side and always get put up against Barcelona or Real Madrid. So hopefully they work that out, um, which you could do manually, but the way that FIFA does it is just much better. Uh, but yeah, no, of course, of course I'll be playing as them in, in what's it. And I'll be calling up my old mate, DJ Damos, saying, sort it out, get the meal kit right. Lovely old job. Can't wait. Can't, cannot wait for that game. Oh, Saturday was good, man. It was good. Sorry, I, I, Sean, I forgot. I, I forgot Tranmere lost in the playoff final. Did they? So, um, I don't want to run it in. What do you did mean, they, did he they? Says. He, he's just trying to block it out. 
It's fine. It's un- yeah, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's blanked it out. He, he got so upset. <laughs> um, speaking his of PES, aren't they they're releasing a mobile version on it this month? PES for iOS. Well, I, I apparently I don't know if I'll play it. Of course you will. Of course Probably you will. Yeah. Well, I did play a lot of FIFA on on iOS. FIFA on iOS was terrible though, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was game. fantastic, James. It was fantastic. Next question. Okay, tweets. Um, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod. Uh, Athena Allen says, "How does Sean feel about Corbin visiting his favourite team?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, game recognised game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Okay, Rukaku Police says, <laughs> "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to that stage of the night, haven't we? Again, yeah. it's just, okay. Yeah. It's just a really weird way of saying okay. I mean, I know we're a show that regularly says the word okay in a weird way, but you literally went okay. <laughs> it's a throwback to a teacher I used to have in school who he always used to, instead of saying okay, he always used to go okay. Like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We get we get okay, okay. Yeah, whatever the guy goes okay, but that wasn't what you did. You went. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, James. Okay. Go on. Rikako Police says, Hi, James. What are the main reasons for the slowdown of the Chinese economy? Will they be able to avoid a financial crash? Now, next question. Do you want me to go into this in detail? Because I could. No. No. Okay. I don't want you to go into it at all. I want you to go, oh, bad, innit? Next question. You're going to talk to your thing about that, that he tried to get everyone to invest. The government tried to get everyone to invest in stocks and what? the stock market crashed. No. Anyway. You've told that before. Oh, that was, that's a whole separate thing. Save it for anyway, interface, James. Buskinetti says... Yeah, please, please save it for <laughs> interface, Jesus. Buskinetti says, has Matt got any any more good documentary recommendations? After watching Tickled and the HBO one, he tweeted, I'm keen for more weird, dark dives. Yeah, the one on Twitter is called Mummy Dead and Dearest. Um, it's re- it's on YouTube. It's it's a HG, it's a HBO documentary. Watch here about really into it. It's really fascinating. I yeah, I watched the first twenty minutes of that mm. the other night before I went to bed, and um, yeah, my word, I need to watch the rest mm. of that. Um, it, it, it's it's so rare that you see a, a, a documentary like that where it it feels like it's setting up a story and it goes no 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 no. No, no, and it's just like coming out with little twists, yeah. like straight away. It was the, there was about eight twists in the opening twenty yeah, minutes. It keeps I'm doing going, that what as the well. fuck it's is good. going um, on here? I haven't started yeah, watching it, but there's a new Netflix show called The Keepers. Um, it's like a another sort of making a murderer type thing. I haven't seen that yet, but people are raving about that one. Uh, there's tons of good documentaries out there. I mean, millions. One's the one that might have sw- might, might have uh, passed you by. You probably not, but just in case. If you liked Making a Murderer, which you, I guarantee you've seen because everyone was talking about it, watch The Jinx. It's mm. better. It's, <laughs> yeah, Jinx it, is it, brilliant. It's just incredible. It's just incredible that. Don't look it up. Don't yeah. look it up because it will spoil it the that, moment you look that it was up. Another just HBO, watch The Jinx. Uh, series, but yeah, so good. God, that was good. That was really good. On the subject of documentaries that can be spoiled, Catfish. Do you, do, have you guys all seen it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the MTV TV show. No, no, no I'm joking. No. The, the oh, film. David, the film. David, I've, I've got joking. no sense of humour about this. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, yeah, they, the did, they, they did the film, Catfish, which is amazing, and the less you know about it going in, the better. And then they did a TV show, the very premise of which spoils the film. 
Oh yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, the uh, I still maintain that if they ever do a Catfish UK version, Matt and I should present it. <laughs> yep. I think we'd that be would perfect be for the job, yeah, especially the googling. Hang bit. on, yeah. no, hang on, because Matt would be the camera guy, but then Dave, that means you have to be like the the caring, nice one. No, <laughs> that's what, we don't have to do it like the Americans do it. <laughs> Sitting down with someone, just going, what "The fuck are you doing, yeah. mate?" <laughs> she was always a guy, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Look at the pictures. She Dave just taking one look and goes, "A fucking nonce, mate. What are you doing?" <laughs> she would take you. Look at her. She would never go with you. Think about it, you idiot. Yeah. Every initial interview being done in a pub after eight yeah, pints. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like, and like the people they search Google Images, I'm like, no, no, I've got this, Dave. Dave, fuck off. Just, I'm using, and you're like, man, use Bing. I'm not using Bing, Dave. I know the right click. I've got to plug in. I've got to plug in. It'll be fine. I, I think you should just do this and not get permission. Yes. <laughs> if anyone that has a catfish story, YouTube. tweet us or email us, and Dave and I will just record it, and we'll have a, your bang on the channel. Yeah, let's start soliciting stories now. But yeah, Catfish, very good. Next question. Oscar Lee also says, is Dave going to put himself into Millwall on Pez next year, or is that as bad as playing as a me or Mario Kart? No, I used to do that as a kid, but I stopped that once I was about... uh, 29? 14? (laughs) No, about 14 I stopped putting my own player in there because then I realised I just ruined the game because I'd obviously give myself the best stats possible <laughs> See, I, I stopped <laughs> it doing it when I realised that I was no longer, like I was too old to play professional football anyway so I just <laughs> yeah. when the age, when the age counter on the bio thing wouldn't go up that high is it, is it a yeah, bit like, yeah. do you feel a bit sort of weird in the sense that it's like, oh I wish I was in the team and I was friends with all the guys and I've, they'd all think oh, I was really, really cool and <laughs> I think that's what would throw yeah. me off more than anything. I, 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 um, and you'd always overcompensate passing to yourself as well. Uh, you know, mm. Turner's running down the ring, give it to him, but he's marked by about three people, <laughs> and there's a free man up. Just yeah. give it to him. <laughs> give it to him. He'll take around four <laughs> Just... people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressing. Uh, all right. Transfer says, "Is Sean the only one in the crew who has pets? If so, did you guys own one in your lifetime?" Me, yeah, I had a dog called Harris, named after the Millwall football player Neil Harris, who's currently our manager. He died. He's the most fun dog in the world. <laughs> he was the laziest little shit on the face of the planet. He was like a, um, he was like a cat more than a dog. <laughs> uh, he was the was business. He, he was greyhound, was he? he was lurcher. Uh, lurcher. Yeah. Well, he was a greyhound. Well, was it a greyhound? Lurcher Cross or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. He's some fucked up breed, but um, yeah, we got him from Patsy Dog's home, and he was, it, he was just the absolute business. <laughs> I miss him. He's my boy. Uh, but there you go. I also had a rabbit called Snuffy, who snuffed it big time when a fox came into my garden and ripped his guts out. Oh, <laughs> Mum and Dad cleared it up and told me that he ran away. That's almost worse. <laughs> Well, no, because I was kind of like, I was sitting there going, oh, I hope Stuffy comes back one day, not knowing that he's would. in trousers or That's in the bin. That's awful. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that's the, they were the two main pets I had growing up. 
Anyone else? Um, Matt, did you well, ever well, have a pet? My parents had a dog, and when that died, it was uh, way too upsetting for them, so they didn't have a dog after yeah. that. I, I, think, I think the dog died um, when I was only about two or three, and yeah, so it was too much to have another one after that. And we had like hamsters and fish and stuff as pet as yeah. kids, but that's where they... I would love a, I love a, I love a dog now, but, you know, um, I work all day, so, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't yeah. really do it right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, we're, we're very lucky. Like, we can only have a dog because I work literally five minutes from my house. Yeah, that's good. But like, if it wasn't for that, it'd be fucking impossible. I mean, a lot of people bring in like their dogs into the studio, so in, into the Asian oh, yeah. so yeah. But I guess I could do that, but before they've got like three or four dogs, it does get quite hairy at a point. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, n- uh, no pets. Lad. I've got a child. That's, uh, that, that's easy enough. <laughs> James? Cool. Well, you're going to hate me, but you see, I've, I've always had cats. I like cats. Oh, I knew you'd Sorry. be a oh, cat, cat person. A, I fucking yeah, hate I just, cats. I like cats. They're just, uh, uh, yeah, they're good. I like cats. How many cats have you got? I don't... I've only got oh, one at the cats. moment. But, uh, yeah, previously we've had, I've had others. Meh. Yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> cat. And then, and then they go, ooh, dogs are dumb. Well, cats aren't exactly intelligent, are they? Never seen a cat solve a Rubik's cube, and I know someone's going to send me a <laughs> gift a great of there. a cat doing it. Uh, fuck cats. Have you noticed how on the internet, no one, or hardly anyone, shares cat pictures anymore? And it's all oh, doggos. Oh, oh, look doggos. at this! Look what? at this like, doggo. It's like it's just a dog. Oh god, that's just really bad, it. isn't it? I didn't know that that was happening. Oh god, yeah. And it's always people who don't actually have dogs and have never had dogs. Doggo, mm. isn't it? Classic doggo. Yeah. I just like cats. They're less hassle. You know, you don't have to bother with them. You know, unless, unless they want to, then they'll bother with you. But otherwise, you know, it's not like a big hef- effort. You know, like it is with dogs. <laughs> why, why don't you? Why don't you just have a chair as a pet? <laughs> oh, you don't have to do anything with it. You just sits there. No, it's just brilliant. dogs. They're always so needy, and it's just I don't know. I prefer cats. Not needy. They're 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 just, they they just they just love you. They love they, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. James Swift Day says, anyone this playing... come down to dogs versus <laughs> cats on the computer game? Uh, 20 to midnight, guys. <laughs> okay, J- yeah, James Day says, anyone one. played the last freshly one. released Fire Emblem Echoes? No. no. Oh, to pick a better one. Next. <sighs> Sorry, who, who wrote that one in? James Day. Sorry, James. Have you, have you, no, no, James, have you not four bags? You love Fire Emblem, don't you? I thought you would be all over yeah, that. Yeah, but it's just, there's been so many Fire Emblem games released recently, and I haven't got any money. What, two of them? Know. No, there was that other one that was like there was like three, three versions, oh, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. there? That came uh, out. Fates, yeah. No, I because um, you wrote like a, not all that long ago. I finally played. Um, fuck, what was it called? The first 3DS one. Awakening. Awakening, and that yeah. that was like straight away. Like, well, not straight away. It took me a while to get into it, but like, it was like holy shit, this is like all time top ten. What an amazing game! Yeah, and then yeah, great. and I've I've started playing Birthright. I just don't give a fuck. It's not asked at all. So, um, yeah, Echoes is the same, I'm afraid. Stanchel says, uh, in the Street Fighter 4 days, someone once sent me hate mail calling me a five-penny twammer. What's the best gaming abuse you've received? Dave, you must have some of these, because I'm sure you've received abuse. That's uh, five-penny five oh, yeah, twammer. I That's can't... a reference to the Armando Iannucci shows. <laughs> There's... um. Oh god, yeah! I, I can't think of any now, but I've had like, some uh, vo- uh, audio clips with uh, people slagging us off. Like, can you can you do that anymore? Can you send voice clips to other people? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah you can I still do that on Xbox them, Live. Like, like if you played a game of you know Rainbow Six or whatever it was back in the day, and they would record, record a little audio insult. I used to love replaying them. Yeah, I've had some classic ones that I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Usually after playing FIFA, they've been the main ones where I win a game and I just get abuse. I, I got abuse uh, not too long ago for playing Rocket League. I was in a... a uh, playing three on three with two randoms on my side and I was having a particularly bad match and someone felt the need to send me a message saying you're shit and you shouldn't be playing and I just turned around and went yeah I was shit that game mate sorry and they just didn't know not how to deal with that <laughs> <laughs> they they were expecting hate back and instead they just got yeah just I was pretty crap then sorry about that mate and it was just like okay we all got on with our lives it was all fine Um yeah I can't think of anything sorry I should have thought about some more but yeah i'm able to quote any sure uh, i had do you remember um ages ago when uh the xbox dashboard used to be interesting and they had um dan Ma and andy farron mm. doing Inside stuff on xbox. it yeah, yeah yeah um and they did it was like every week there was like a I can't remember what they called it. It's like have your say or something. I remember this. Yeah, yeah and I wrote a thing about um, I can't. It was, it was something about basically like don't just trade your games in. I can't remember what the purpose of it was, <laughs> but it was something about like yeah, like it was, it was like at the time there was like loads of arguments about like like trading stuff in, and everyone was doing it all the time. And there was all this stuff, ah, but it's taking money off the publishers. And uh, I can't remember what my point was in the thing that I wrote, but basically, yeah, it was just like trying to encourage people not to trade stuff in. And yeah, I just got loads of hate mail from people. So those people messaging me, be like, ah, it's blatantly been paid for by Microsoft. They don't want people trading the games in because they're losing money. Like, uh, no. <laughs> Little do they know that you're actually played by Nintendo yeah, exactly. and not Microsoft. <laughs> The, well, the chances, right? Okay, we're done for the night. We're all we fucking are, we tired done, yeah. and we want to go um, to bed. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter or the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, iTunes, all the rest. Leave us a review. That'd be awesome. We also set up a Discord. Um, so the, the tweet about joining the Discord is a pin to the top of our Twitter account. So to go to it.com slash Computer Game Pod and join that. We have we're loads of messages each day. So uh, yeah, get involved. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. This week on David Wants Free Shit, uh, it'll be a PS4 Pro and a PlayStation VR headset. And Farpoint. Um, and Farpoint. Sorry? Might as well chuck it in. Uh, yeah, well, sure. It's free, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I'll sell that. <laughs> um, if you uh, send me a message, uh, my DMs are open, I think, or at David Turner's. So that's at David Turner's for sending me free shit and um we'll catch you on the flip side thanks for living it see you next week goodbye love you goodbye kiss kiss